Hi, everyone. Welcome to Path to Glory, a Warhammer Underworlds podcast that focuses on competitive gaming, player development, and community growth. This is Amon, and I'm joined by Jonathan. Hello. For reference, this episode was recorded on February 3rd of 2020. Um, the game state is that Hrothgorn's Man Trappers and the Wormspat will drop or be available to purchase and store this upcoming weekend. The LVO Grand Clash was roughly two weeks ago. And, uh, yeah, game is uh, actually in the exact same game state as it was last time, but uh, uh, it's about to change. Change is on the horizon, isn't it, Jonathan? Yeah, absolutely is. Uh, very excited for the new Warbands and Cards. Absolutely. Um, speaking of the new Warbands and Cards, Jonathan, I heard you got some shout-outs. Uh, yep, yep. There's been a number of reviews for the new cards. Um, we both actually did reviews um, on Hexes and Warbands for you and Well of Power for me. Um, there's also reviews from John Reese at Can You Roll a Crit? And the Battlecast has done uh, reviews as well. I know he did, he at least did the Man Trappers. I actually don't know if he's done the Worm Spat yet. I haven't seen the Worm Spat yet. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet, but he probably will soon, so maybe by the time this airs, check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, can't forget Agents of Sigmar as well. Yep. They dropped a uh, YouTube video of a game between the Wormspat and the Mantrappers, and have shared some thoughts on their YouTube channel as well, so go ahead and check them out. Uh, one more thing is that the Alberta Grand Clash, or at this time it's a Grand Skirmish, is still being advertised online on Facebook and the Facebook groups. Um, so if you ever uh, have any questions, reach out to Captain Murder, a.k.a. Derek, um, and he will be able to point you in the right direction. You can also just look it up on Eventbrite. I bought my ticket today. Um, I would recommend that you just support the event, whether you can make it or not, for $10 um, or 11 Canadian. You can um, help get the event turned into Grand Clash status by bumping the player count up to 64 uh, they've mentioned that if they can get to 64 or more, it'll be a two-day official Grand Clash, and Canada's first. So support the boys and girls up north. Very cool. Yeah. Um, any other shout-outs? Any other goat noises or uh, YouTube videos we need to call out, Jonathan? <laughs> no, I think we're good. Um, I know that uh, the Miniature Fight Club released a trailer for their third video, but I don't think it's out yet, so... Ooh. Maybe next time. <laughs> what uh, What's in the trailer? You know, I'm not sure. I think it's chosen axes and something. Was it so Wild we'll Hunt? See. I don't know. Ooh. You'll have to check it out. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Okay. Well, um, so we had a pretty big event like a weekend ago. I guess like eight days ago at this point. Uh, yeah. The LVO, Las Vegas Open. So Jonathan and I were both there. We ran into a bunch of friends, uh, and I'm sure we'll shout everyone out as we go along. Um, Jonathan, you know what? Uh, what have you been up to? What's been going on since the event? Or I guess, how did you like the event? Um, you know, I thought it was great. Um, this is the third event that I had been to. Um, second time that I've been to Vegas, and. Um, I thought it was good. I think I 
definitely preferred Nova if we had to, you know, compare events. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I might have liked ATC more as well. Um, but I, you know, I thought this was a good event. Um, I liked that there were three um, events to go to, like uh, two skirmishes and a grand clash. I actually ended up liking that because um, I got to play three different war bands, which I enjoyed. So I feel like I got a lot of gaming in. Um, so it was good as far as that goes. Absolutely. Did you like the venue? Uh, you know, you said you prefer some of the other events you've been to. My uh, question is, what is the differentiator? Um, so I think the one of the reasons, um, I think the venue actually was one of the reasons that I preferred Nova over LVO is because Nova is in a hotel and pretty much everybody that's there is for Warhammer and the whole hotel is, you know, taken over by Warhammer. Um, I just thought that was cool. Um, and uh, compared to this where, you know, once you get out of the elevator, it's you're just in the middle of a casino, which is neat, but it wasn't really what I was there for. So it just seemed kind of extra, I guess. But um, I'm also not a big fan of Vegas in the first place. So I, I was really just there to do Warhammer stuff and all the Vegas thing was kind of just extra. It's kind of how I looked at it. So. Right. I can I can kind of get along with that. It was my first time in Vegas yeah, and yeah. Um, didn't do a lot of the Vegas thing. So I was too busy playing with uh, toys and dice, but <laughs> had a lot of fun hanging out with the bros um, and, and the players as well. And uh, yeah, I, I didn't like the fact that uh, you can just smoke anywhere in the hotel venue. Yeah, that really turned me off. And uh, it's just a lot of people. And um, I guess when you go to Vegas, there's a purpose. Um, it's it's to have a lot of fun and, and go on nightlife and maybe do a couple things um, that, you know, one does in Vegas. And I guess because we went to a, a Warhammer tournament, an Underworld's series of events, I guess we just weren't in the right mindset for Vegas. And so that's what I think hurt my experience a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I don't even know if it hurt the experience. I just felt like I didn't need it. And so, you know, it was definitely more expensive because it was there and uh, maybe just more of a distraction, you know. But I've been there once before for other things like a music festival and things like that. And I was much more appreciative that that was in Vegas because that was just more I was there to party, you know. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I guess we were there to nerd out. So, yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, it was it was cool. Uh, the venue was all right. I was in Bali's hotel, which mm-hmm. we stayed at as well. Um, so you mentioned three events, so I guess we just jump into them, should we? Sure. Yeah. So first event was on Friday, and that was the, I guess the first skirmish event of the weekend. So for those of you who aren't aware, um, the format changed up due to. I guess, uh, misposts and uh, miscommunication. Uh, Jonathan, you, I think, describe it the best. So if you want to just fill everyone in. <laughs> yeah, it was on a, ended up being on a series of emails trying to figure out what was happening. But I think basically they just confused the terms skirmish and grand clash somehow. And they had it so the skirmishes, there were two skirmishes on Friday, Saturday, and then the grand clash on Sunday. And then, you know, once people planned their travel around that, um, they didn't really want to change it. So, cause it was only about a month before that they figured out that, you know, they had it wrong. 
Um, but so it ended up being a skirmish on Friday, another skirmish completely separate on Saturday, and then a six round grand clash on Sunday, um, which honestly, I didn't mind that much. Um, I actually thought it was cool that we got to play in three events instead of the normal two or even just one. So I was generally okay with it, but I understand that it did kind of mess up some people's travel, um, plans and six rounds is a lot to play through so oh yeah tell me about it but we'll get into that (laughs) yeah Um, you can tell me about it (laughs) uh, so day one um what did you bring well it was friday of course friday Mm -hmm. is was at least at this grand clash we had declared wild hunt friday damn right over our previous episode um and i think we had five People, or I think there were five people total that uh, joined us on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the picture. It was uh, obviously the two of us: Tony Field, Rob from and England, Arthur, not Ron, Rob. Yeah, Rob. And uh, inside joke from my LBO people, and Arthur. Correct. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we all decided to take Wild Hunt and uh, just see how we could do with them. Yeah, we w- we went hunting on Friday, and we were wild. <laughs> it was it was wild. Yeah. It was wild. So um, I guess uh, to save the viewers uh, the excruciating detail that we are uh, prone to get into, <laughs> <laughs> let's just briefly go through uh, each round. Um, maybe say a sentence or two, talk about the game, and then just jump real quickly through day one because we have two more days to cover as well as a host of listener questions as well. So I guess we'll start with you. Um, Wild Hunt, what was your deck build like? Um, it was a pretty, what I consider to be a pretty normal-ish Wild Hunt. Um, I had to keep chopping, so I was definitely going aggro. Um, I did have their Reclaim the Lamentary copy. Purifying um, Rights. Purifying Rights, where they need to hold all the objectives in one territory. Mm-hmm. Um, that did work for me very well in some games, but it also got in the way in other games. So right. I think maybe I would end up cutting it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I also had uh, Abzal's Unmaking in there, which um, was sort of useful. Um, I think there was a one game where I should have used it, but didn't in time. Like I just, mm. for some reason, didn't use it. And then... Right. Then he got killed the next activation. I was like, oh, I really should have used that. Yeah. As <laughs> that David was would say, the first game, that's think. a rogue choice. Well, I mean, obviously objectives are good right now, and if you can just take one out, um, I found it to be pretty pretty reliable. Right. Sometimes it fails if he's, you haven't inspired him yet, but it's usually going to go off, and when it does, it, in the right time, it can be devastating. Uh, I think it was actually the first game that I played against Jeff and his Profiteers, um, and I, he hadn't shown me that they were objective profiteers yet. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I didn't destroy it. And then the next turn, he got temporary victory. <laughs> right. And this is Jeff Osborne. Jeff Osborne. From yeah. the great North. Indeed. Hexaholic. Shout out. Yep. Uh-huh. That was my first time meeting him. Um, I think you had met him previously at Adepticon. Yeah. And well, we ran into him at ATC as well. He was there, but he was playing oh. 40k. Oh, that's why. Okay. That's why I didn't uh, recall that. But no, I think I do remember that. Yeah, he's a great guy. Love I'm terrible guy. at that kind of stuff. That's all right. Um, so, okay, so game one, what happened? Um, game one, I played Jeff. 
Um, we had oh, a really, nice. we had a really close game. I think it, a lot of it did come down to whether or not I destroyed that objective. I didn't. Um, he ended up getting me by a few glory. I also remember I went in with a scathe double or triple attack with uh, trophy hunter on and missed them both. And then uh, the nice. way he was running the profiteers, I think he had three to four health upgrades on them. <laughs> and so there was like that point where I could have got a couple kills. And then after that, I just didn't have the damage and he pretty much just shot me to pieces, I think. So they just uh, all turned into like mini Hrothgorns. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, um, and I guess if you want, I can just go through all my games really quick. Um, sure. Yeah. If you want to do that, then maybe go that's for the it. easiest way to do it. Um, the next t- next round I played against Jathari's Guardians, I think, and that was interesting because we're both sort of trying to do the same thing with purifying rights and reclaim the lamentary. Mm-hmm. And that game actually, and like he wanted to hide from me and destroy objectives, and I wanted to go get him. Right. And, and the basically the game came down to the last round. Uh, who played uh, Restless Prize first, and he ended up playing it first, and then I stole the objective back and scored uh, Purifying Rights. <laughs> so, wow. and that that was that one. Um, it was a good game. Other than that, it's interesting the um, the best of one format. Like, you don't have any time to learn what the other person's trying to do. You have to just you know figure just it out on go. the fly. Yeah, yeah. So it's very unforgiving. Um, which is kind of cool in that respect. And I also just like how you get to play so many different people. So, um, and then the next game I played, I'm actually not sure what the order of these. I ended up playing um, Thundrix, played Thorns twice. I lost both times to the Thorns. Um, they were both pretty close. Uh, I think usually it was just whether or not, you know, Scathe was going to get a kill with mm-hmm. trophy belt or not, and then I don't think he did in one of them. And then uh, then I played against Molog, and I ended up killing Molog. That was pretty straightforward. Um, man, we played so many games over the weekend. I don't know if I wrote them all down, but it was a fun uh, it was a fun deck to play. I'm glad that uh, I did it. I ended up going four and three. Um, and maybe I'll remember who I played after you talk about yours. <laughs> right. I don't think I wrote them all down. I mean, oh, I played I th- Rip is one game, and mm-hmm. I won that one. And then there was one other one that I'm sure I'll remember. I think going four and three with a Warband that a lot of people consider to be bad yeah, um, is, is an amazing achievement. So, Especially mm-hmm. at a high-level event. Yeah, and I, I'm sure there are things I could do to hone that deck a little bit more. Um, and probably do even better the next time with it. Absolutely. I think you kind of went like you teched into a little bit of passive scoring. Mm-hmm. So as you mentioned, it helped in some games and it didn't help you in others. Yeah, I think in the objective matchup, it doesn't help me much and I needed to just be uh, full tilt. And that, that's the only thing I lost to was objective Thundrix, Thorns and Thorns. So. Right. Yeah. So what did uh, how was your experience? Yeah, um, so I just went full tilt aggro. Uh, yeah. Every card in my deck either helped me hit you or hit you and made it worse for you. Um, <laughs> there were a couple upgrades I took for survivability purposes. I think actually the only one was Hail Charm, which came in clutch. But I just decided to 
play the game and charge as many times as I could and try to see what happened. So first game, I played Curse Breakers. And it reminded me a lot of the Godsworn matchup for them, where it's uh, I have range and you don't. And so I happened to win the, the board roll off, so I chose boards and I offset it. And I knew that he needed to stick to, to hit me to score. And he didn't. Uh, because whenever he got in range, I would charge across the board and pet trap trap or knock into a lethal or whatever. It was great. Or not pit trap trap, but snare. Snare is not, yeah. Um, so that was fun. Second game, I played Molog. And it was an interesting match because, like, you either kill Molog or he kills you, right? But in this game, Molog and Scathe were both alive. And we ended up on a draw. So uh, it was Alex from Steven Van's group. They were guys from New Mexico. Uh, that was all right. Uh, it was a close game. He had a really cool converted Molog with a giant cape. The third game I played was Magors. That was also fun. Um, I thought I was going to get Raffle Stomp. But again, my speed is the defining factor. So I focused on Riptooth. And the thing is, is again, is I knew his deck relied more on aggro than mine. So I kind of just let him attack me, and then I would counterattack. Uh, then I played Steelhearts. Um, it was a really bad game for my opponent. He just didn't roll well, and I rolled real well. Uh, and mm-hmm. then played Duncan Bills, a an, an, an nemesis of mine, in the game of Underworlds. Always a blast <laughs> playing Duncan. We have a lot of fun. Um, he is a... Known Molog player, and we were joking before the game. He was like, man, you're going to kill me. I was like, dude, yeah, right. You're going to literally charge three times, hit crit, hit crit, hit crit, and you're going to win. And kind of what happened is first game, I charged. So first round, I charged with Legane because I was like, I need him to dis- I need to distract him with something. So I charged with Legane, and, uh, which is the cat. I'm not going to call him a lion because he's too small. Um, he's a cat and uh, he, he misses Molog and Molog just ignores him and charges uh, Carthane kills Carthane hit crit swings at all Thane hits crits and then hit crit scathe and then knockbacks double into a lethal hex to kill him as well so in the first round I lost three fighters and I was like well there goes the game but then Shiok and Legane killed everything it was wild wow wow Shiok killed the bat squig and then he killed Molog and then the then he died to the rock, the stalax squig. No, the shroom, the sh- the, the 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 doom shroom is what Duncan kept calling him. <laughs> and because uh, yeah. he shadow stepped in, and then Legane ran away, and then charged back in later, and uh, it was a it was a battle of the dangles, and I guess my <laughs> dangle beat his three dangles, so it was cool. And then in the final game, I played Rippa's. Um, again, I think I got lucky in a lot of these games where I won the board. And because it's a best of one, I just max offset, slammed the Amber, the Amber, uh, what's it called? Shard Pit? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and uh, set some lethals around. And I was like, yo, come at me, dude. And because they're <laughs> coming in one by one, I have the, the advantage of numbers. Yeah. So I actually went uh, six wins in one draw which surprisingly was the best record of the day so wild hunt friday was a huge success because yeah. i won a grand skirmish with uh, the wild hunt yeah very cool i think that was the 
second grand skirmish that you had one as well because you got the one at ATC. Yes. So in America, two grand skirmishes. I'm two for two at this point. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I think I remembered, I think I actually played Molog, which I was able to beat. And then I played um, Steelhearts as well. And I got those ones too. Yeah, I think the Steelheart player, there was just one. We both played him. I yeah. remember that now, actually. It was, really, it was really funny in our game because basically he charged in and missed. And then I charged in and missed. And then he charged in and missed. And then I charged in and missed. And we did absolutely nothing the first turn. And then... The second turn, it finally, like, our dice kicked back in. <laughs> we started killing each other, but that first round was just real strange. Yeah, I had a game on the second day where I was playing Rippers, and I had, like, the queen fully ramped up online, and me and uh, my opponent, Rob. No one... No, actually, I, I take that back. It was a Thorns Mare. And mm. no one, not a single Chain Rasp was eliminated until the beginning of the third round. Wow. We just all either we just kept missing or we just kept critting the other person out. It was crazy. So, welcome to Worlds. Yeah. yeah, well, congratulations on uh, another skirmish. It's Thank you. Cool. Thank Especially you with Wild Hunt because like there were thorns there, there were rippers there, there were Grimwatch there and you know, one with a, a warband that I don't think, you know, we consider to be you know, at the top, but sometimes consistency is, you know, what matters. Yeah. Actually, I did play a Grimwatch player as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I did beat, I, I don't, I was looking through my phone. I didn't see the picture. So I guess I forgot about it, but yeah. That's one thing about the skirmishes. You play seven or eight different people, you know, right after each other. And it's, it's hard for me to even remember <laughs> what they all were. Yeah. Yeah. So I, the only one I dodged that day was Thorns. And uh, oh okay, so maybe. I think there was a Harrow's player uh, that was doing well as well, but you know that's an interesting matchup too. I would have probably liked to play the Harrow's into a Wild Hunt. I feel like yeah. they both kind of want to do similar things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the nice thing about the Wild Hunt is you pretty much have the same plan no matter what. Just kill everything. So yes, and it was just that's why it was a lot of fun. Wild Hunt Friday <laughs> was Wild yeah. Hunt Friday because we didn't worry about it. We just rolled dice and had a good time. Not to say that we don't usually have a good time, but, you know, just rolled yeah. some dice and had a good time. Sure. Mindless Underworlds <laughs> is sometimes the best Underworlds. Yeah. Um, so after that, hung out. So I just want to give a couple shout-outs. Uh, we got Jeff Osborne. mentioned him earlier. Tony Field. David Cutts. Uh, special shout-out to him on Friday. Uh, BCP kind of overloaded and crashed. Best Coast Pairings was the app we're all using at LVO because uh, mm -hmm. the 40K guys overloaded it. And um, <laughs> he did everything manually. So he had this like giant a series of papers, actually, where he wrote everyone's names down, everybody's matchups, and kind of just uh, went for it. And it was, so I really appreciate him. Uh, there was Derek, Captain Murder, a um, couple of guys from Alberta, uh, Honestly, people from all over, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyone you want to shout out, or you want to just jump to day two? Um, we can go to day two. I mean, I played great people the whole time. Um, I mean, I played against Kat on that first day. Oh, yeah. Um, with the Wild Hunt. She was at ATC. I think she was at Gen Con as well. Mm -hmm, um, she mm -hmm. was trying out Rippus for the first time. 
at that event. Um, and then who else? I played. Ended up playing Derek the next day, so we can talk about that next. Yeah, we just joked about how you always just ended up playing against the people we knew. Yeah, I still have never played Duncan though. <laughs> oh well, me and Duncan will always match up no matter what. Yeah, event yeah we're you'll at. get him every single time. We get each other every time. Okay, day two. So what did you take day two? Um, day two, I took Skaven. And it was an uh, interesting kind of Skaven build that I actually hadn't tried before. Um, but Mad Skulls on the Discord and I were talking about Skaven and thinking about what I should take. And um, we came up with an interesting version where we were running uh, the Tactical Supremacies. Uh, I think it was a 1 and 2 and 3 and 5 or whatever. 3 and 4 or whatever. Um, I think I actually left out 1 because... I thought that might be sort of contested if I ended up running into Grimwatch. Right. So I think I was taking the other ones. But um, <clears throat> basically I was playing Skaven with those, and the the strategy was I also have Supremacy, I also have Path to Victory, and then I have you know six very easy score immediately, and I think Fired Up and Combination Strike. Um, the score immediately were just basically the easy stuff like uh, swift capture, temporary victory, gather momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, they were basically all just positioning or uh, movement ploys, and then I had steadfast defender, which is if you're attacked when you're on an objective and it fails or they don't push you off, basically. Um, I had that one in there as well, and that one was probably the weakest of the ones that I had in there. I also had calculated risk. Right. So it was just a lot of easy stuff to score. And then in the upgrades, I had uh, Expendable, Sudden Growth, Tome of Offerings, just to make it kind of annoying to kill stuff or not have targets once you kill the first couple rats. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the deck does work. Um, uh, I just probably didn't have quite enough experience with the hold objective aspect of it. So over the event, I found myself not being able to score those as consi- uh, sorry as consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in the first, I want to say, like three games that it took me to get used to how it worked. And then it was after that that I started to – it clicked a little bit more, and I started to take it. Um, right. But uh, it, it was it was, a, it was a good deck. I would make a couple changes. I, I didn't have Frenzied Search in there. I think that was probably a mistake. Um, it's just so hard to fit all the ploys that I wanted. I right. liked every single ploy that I had. Um, and I'm still not really sure what the best one to cut for Frenzied Search would be, um, but I think I needed it um, because I needed a little bit more mobility here and there, and maybe I would take out a damage ploy and put in that. Right. Um, or maybe I would take out one of the Tactical Supremacies and have a little bit less glory. But the strategy was I had 18 glory, which is a lot, and I could probably afford to throw away my first hand if I needed to, and then go as aggro as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and that actually did work pretty well. So um, I think there might be something to it. But um, let's see. The I'll go through my games real quick. The first game I played was against Derek with his Magor's Fiends. Um, that game was pretty interesting. In the first round, I managed to get the Nullstone Sword and I think Sting of the Urgrub on one of the rats. Charged in, killed Riptooth with a Lethal Hex. And then uh, Magor killed that rat. I brought the rat back, and I killed Magor <laughs> as well. Nice. Um, so that was a very difficult turn for Dart to come back to uh, or come back from. 
And uh, it was close. I think it really came down to there was one charge that Gartok needed to make, mm-hmm. and then he missed. And then that I was able to get ahead after that um, right. for good. So I took that one. Um, and that was the first Canadian of the day that I, I was able to beat. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> and then uh, that I played... <laughs> and then I went on to play, I think, two more Canadians that day, and I, wow. I managed to beat them both. So my Canadian, my Canadian record was impeccable. <laughs> wow! I should call you Northbane, Jonathan Northbane. <laughs> Actually, I, uh, yeah, I think it was just three Canadians. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and then I played because the second game I played was Molog. And I was able to kill Molog, I think, in the beginning of the second round with uh, Whip into the Frenzy on Kirk. Nice. And then push him into a lethal hex with distraction. And it's having Skaven have two distractions, which I think is something we'll talk about a little bit later, is so powerful, having two distractions. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up playing against Grimwatch. And that was a close game, actually, because we're both trying to do the same thing, basically. Run around, hold objectives, kill what we can. Um, and I really just, that was one of the games where I felt like the dice, um, kind of abandoned me. I missed a number of like three hammer attacks and that happens sometimes. And I think in that matchup, the Grimwatch have the advantage to start. And then when they get going and they get out of control, you kind of just lose. So, um, but it was a close game. I think I only lost by two or three. Um, I just didn't kill anything at all until the third round and I killed two, two, uh, Grimwatch guys. <laughs> right. So, just one of those games. Um, and then I ended up playing two really interesting games. One against Thundrix, uh, playing against Jeff Osborne again, and then one against. Wait, Blade. you played them both days? Yeah, I played them both days. Oh, that's and funny. And that it may have helped that I played them the first day because I sort of knew what to expect. expect right. The second day. <laughs> oh, actually, um, I remember that because he was like, when you beat him, he was like, oh, I doesn't feel that bad because it was Skaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because that's he played Skaven, I think, last year at Adepticon. He did. And uh I think he was four and like he did he did an amazing job with him. Um <clears throat> so he's he's a big fan of the Skaven. And that was a really cool game. Um we it was really strange. I didn't uh kill any of his fighters and I somehow won, I think, by one glory. Um, yeah, and you had like one you had two fighters left, I think, at the end, or you brought one back or something. <laughs> Exactly, and that was the game where I felt like I had, like everything had kind of clicked with how the deck worked, um, and I sort of understood what I needed to do. We had some really cool like push ploy uh, battles where you know he would play distraction and I would play two steps forward, and then he would play whatever and I would play center of attention, and it ended up with me on all the objectives I needed, and I got a bunch of glory in the first turn, and uh, you know then just managed to run around and score stuff and then i played against a thorns player um, i believe this was blake uh huffman from uh florida i think he's part of matt uh martins and the crit death podcast guys group and uh, that was another weird game where i didn't kill anything and i won on a tiebreaker nice i just somehow i didn't kill a single ghost <laughs> so i don't really know what was going on there but I ended up standing on the right stuff, and uh, one of the things about my deck is I have, like, all the push cards I can take, I think. Two distractions and two steps forward and a sidestep and a confusion and uh, center of attention. So 
uh, I sort of get where I need to go as long as things kind of go my way as far as the dice go. So it's pretty interesting there. Um, And then I think after that, I think I played you. You did. You did. (laughs) Yeah. And um, from my perspective, it really uh, just didn't go very well. I had temporary victory in the first round. And as I was trying to set it up, I think you had Howling Vortex, which, you know, messed me up a little bit. And then I think you might have had Distraction as well. And uh, so that just took a lot of steam out of what I was trying to do. Um, You did score it, though. I did. I was able to score it eventually, yeah. I think that was pretty much the only thing I scored in the, the first round. Um, <coughs> sorry. What did you think about that game? Um, I mean, it was, uh, I don't know. I think I was confident that I could, you know, protect my chain rafts and get my queen online. And, yeah. um, she kind of went through those rats a couple times over. And so yeah. I think you she, had, uh, the three objectives too. Um, and Maybe. I think I think I set it up so that at least two of them were sort of close to me um, by putting one of them in your territory and then you yes. had to put the other one sort of forward. So I actually had four objectives in my territory. Yeah. And, and there was my, one on your end. Exactly. My plan was kind of to fight you for those two that were in the front and then right. try to keep the one in the back. Um, and I, I would say that's probably an uphill battle for Skaven uh, in the first place. Right. So it'd be interesting to see like a best of three, see if there's maybe more that could be done. But um, thorns are good. So and it was a good game. You know, it just came down to I think you pretty much had the tools to stop what I was trying to do, and then I never really gathered steam. And then you had some good end phase stuff, and uh, I think you ended up getting dug in. <laughs> yeah, a and lot that, of people that, were surprised I was running that card, but that yeah. card won me games, bro. Mm-hmm. I also I, remember the, like, you put a, uh, I think it was the Lurking Skaven. Uh, I, like, right up the front, and then the queen, there's a starting hex on my board, which was two hexes away, and I was like, honestly, that's just too good of a target. And then, like, <laughs> first turn, I swung, and I, I killed the Lurking Skaven, and I was like, this is going to be a good game. I think so. <laughs> yeah. I think that was also one of the games where um, Steadfast Defender bricked for me the most. I think there were like three attacks or something in the second round where like there was two attacks where I needed you to miss and you didn't. And then every time you miss, it was on the guys that were not on objectives. Right. (laughs) So yeah, I remember you saying that after just one of those things. It was like, all right, I need you to, I need you to miss. And then I think in the last round you had martyred and I had steadfast defender. So you just didn't attack me. (laughs) That's correct. I did it. Yeah. And you were like, I just kept moving and you kept looking at me funny. (laughs) There's a plan, Jonathan. There's a plan. Yeah, yeah. It was a good game. But. Yeah, it was a great game. Do you remember before the event, I was like, if you ever hear me roll, if I ever roll four crits today, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to just like yell. And, yeah, uh, you were going to make a sound. Yes, I was going to make a sound. We won't reenact it for the podcast. <laughs> but um, yeah. it just so, so the- happens as we were playing each other, I rolled four crits. Yeah, yeah. The whole event, I was waiting. I was, I was like, it's gonna happen. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna yell. <laughs> yeah. And so what happened was actually, I was like, I rolled four. I was like, oh my gosh, I just rolled four crits. And then you kind of just looked at it like, wow, that's really rare. And before you could even react, I just did the thing, and then we just started cracking up because 
Um, like I didn't even give you a chance to register what happened. You know, I just did it. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good time for sure. Like it was, uh, it was totally worth it just for that. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and then what was your last game? Um, I believe it was against curse breakers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's actually my, uh, potentially my favorite matchup. Um, which is kind of interesting because curse breakers are pretty good, but uh, I found that when I just have the weapons and damage to just blow them up, um, you know, Kirk has cleave or not Kirk, uh, scritches cleave, um, Nullstone hammers are pretty good at getting through. Um, I also had sword breaker in there. So three damage, and then I can play inspired attack. I can play great strength, sing of the Urgrab. Like I can pretty easily get to four damage and just pop, uh, storm cast. And that's, that's pretty much what happened. Um, I was also able to get some pretty good, uh, Tactical supremacies in that one, and and actually his his magic dice were really weird for like the first half of the game, <laughs> and so uh, weird isn't bad. Too. Yeah, just bad. Just like you know, try to empower. Nope. You know, try to hit you with this spell. Nope. And then like, so I was able to get a good first turn, and then um, you know, once the magic juices started flowing a little bit better, <laughs> it was uh, just maybe too late. But I think I also hit with tried to hit with Scritch. A bunch too and missed with him so it was it was weird but i feel like i had the advantage in that right. matchup because all i have to do is you know just summon a missile and then throw the missile at him and if i if i roll okay then i'll kill somebody so yeah scritch is scritch can be pretty dirty too i mean if you get a great strength on him mm-hmm. um and you roll pretty decent it's hard to uh stop cleave yeah at one point i had him uh, pretty tooled up as well. I think he had uh, he was doing four damage on his attacks because he had great strength or, or glory seeker, one of those. And then uh, he also had, I think, at least one health upgrade and survival instincts. So he he just wasn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. He just he still just missed a couple times, and I think he eventually killed Rastus, and then uh, eventually maybe Amos as well later on. So. <clears throat> but the Nullstone Hammer is such a good weapon, and then th- the way that deck plays, you have so many ways to boost the damage that uh, it's, it's it's pretty fun when you're just fighting against four health fighters. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I played a, a game, a cam game, where my opponent put great strength on Scritch and then charged three times <laughs> and killed every single one of my Stormcasts. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not fun. That'll happen. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Scritch, I've, I've heard Scritch is the greatest. So. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, we know. Cool. Um, let me see. I guess uh, that's it for me. Uh, how did your Saturday go? Yeah, so I brought Thorns because I was going to take them to the Grand Clash, and I just wanted to get some practice in uh, for the day before. A lot of people on day two were taking their – Grand Clash decks. Oh, you know, and I played Rippers, too, and I lost to Rippers. Oh, okay. forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. I kind of misplayed and put, and then just, like, ended up charging into him, and then he was able to just kill me. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't understand that matchup. Sorry. Right. <laughs> that was my last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you recalled that one. Um, so, yeah, my, I just played Wild, uh, sorry, not Wild Hunt. Um, I played Thorns. Had a great time. Uh, first game was Grimwatch, and I uh, felt pretty good about it. And I uh, I got him pretty solidly. Uh, rolled a lot of crits. Had a great time. 
and had a really high glory differential. Second game, I played Wild Hunt. Um, this was an interesting match. So he had Hunt's End in his hand. So he kept trying to kill the queen. So he got her to one health, and then I just slapped Survival Instincts and Sudden Growth on her. And I said, come at me. And so what he would do is he would charge with a fighter. He would either like miss or I would block it because I'm rolling a lot of a lot of dice. I had spectral armor on as well. Um, and then he would he would just stall out because then then I'm like okay cool thanks you charge me and now you're right next to me. Then I just keep swinging back with the queen and I ended up killing like three of his fighters until he realized it's probably a bad idea. Um, so it was a uh, it was a fairly comfortable win. Uh, though it was a little dicey initially because Queen got down to one health pretty early. Third game, I played Rippa's. Um, just had like a bad, just had a bad game. Uh, dice rolls didn't go my way. Uh, my opponent uh, was a little intense, so kind of just was thrown off a little bit. And uh, uh, again, dice rolls didn't go my way. Uh, and uh, I didn't win that one, so I lost to Rippus. And so at that point, I was like, oh, I probably didn't win the event today, so I'm just going to kind of hang out and have some fun. Ended up playing Curse Breakers next. It was Lyle from England. And uh, he, had a, he had a pretty unlucky game where I kind of just took out Stormsire very early and then kind of denied him the ability to engage because after that I got Hauling Vortex. And I had Max offset the board. And so he never really got to fight me until I wanted to get an objective. So um, that yeah. was a that was a, it was a, it was a very it's a perfect example of how I think Thorn should play the matchup. And I'm glad I got to practice because I was worried about curse breakers that whole weekend. Yeah, yeah, because especially after good, how good uh, Frederick did in the UK with them. Yes, exactly, exactly so. Yeah. Uh, so then the following match, I played Curse Breakers again. <laughs> you wanted you wanted practice. <laughs> I did, I did. So I ended up winning the board again, max offset, um, placed some cheeky lethals, and uh, this time he wasn't as easy to terminate Stormsire. So it was a bit of a brawl in the middle for a little bit, but uh, the Everhanged, and the Briar Queen prevailed. That cleave is so clutch on the Everhanged. And then once Amos went down, I felt a lot better, and then I took Rastus out, and then Stormsire was left. But I think at that point, he couldn't really do much. So mm-hmm. won that one pretty solidly. Um, so then I played Harrows, and I hadn't actually played this matchup. So I think I misplayed. So he won, and he, he took boards no he took objectives mm-hmm. and i don't know why but i just said i set up straight up probably wasn't the right idea i probably should have offset a little bit but i guess because i set up straight up he placed an objective in my territory and then he just started charging chain rafts and oh. uh that didn't go very well for me um <laughs> So I misplayed pretty badly. I don't know what I was thinking. I kept trying to think about why I did it. Um, I think I just realized that if I just get aggressive early with Varclav ever hanging the queen, mm-hmm. maybe I can win. Uh, but I just didn't realize 
that uh, he could just go full tilt if he wanted to, and that's exactly what happened. So I lost that one, second loss of the day. So at, uh, at that point, I was like, ah, you know, again, probably out. And then we played each other. So I was like, oh, this will be fun. Uh, <laughs> you know, and we had a great game. And, you know, we went into detail earlier about it. So, uh, um, you know, I destroyed you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got me by like 10 glory. It was it was a pretty good win. No, I, I appreciate that. No, it was um, it's just I'm playing a really, really yeah. meta deck and, and you weren't, I think. But, um, yeah. you know, uh, that's what happens when your team Jonathan <laughs> you get wrecked. Yeah, you play you play a shade spire where we're gonna get wrecked. Uh, yeah. I just, a lot of a lot of the guys. I think someone commented, like, I was like on the someone posted something that oh look Amon and Jonathan are playing each other, and then someone was like Amon Amon won, and I was like oh thanks yeah I won, and some dude commented like I'm still Team Jonathan. Like my my supporters are. Yeah. They may not be the wisest. <laughs> They are loyal. <laughs> I was just confused. I was like, I didn't think it was that serious. You know? I, was like, I thought we just messed around, but no, some dude was like, I don't care. I'm still Team Jonathan. I was like, uh, okay. So then after that, I kind of just went up to the TO and I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I, he's like, you, you're not going to win this one today. And I was like, you know, he's just giving me, he's just being like, you know, just snarky and just, you know, stuff. And I was like, not snarky. Yeah. That's a terrible word. Uh, he was just being mischievous. <laughs> um, and I was like, ah, I don't know. I don't think I can win. And he was like, I'm sure you can. And I was like, the only way I can win is if I win my next game and the three people in front of me, because I was fourth at the time, lose their game. Right. And he was like, hey, man. And then you'd have to have better glory tiebreakers. Exactly, which yeah. I think I did. Um, okay. Because I, I had some, I had like three big blowouts that day. Yeah, so, I think all three of your wins before mine were, before our game, were pretty one-sided as far as the glory goes. Yeah, yeah, they were they were like double-digit victories. Yeah. Uh, at the least, so I was I was yeah. felt pretty good, and then uh, played into Ripa. So I played Rob, excellent player. Um, uh, he's a very good player, and he was like told me he was playing his American Rippers, so I I just assumed that meant aggro because reasons, and so uh, we had a really tight game, ended up winning on a draw I think. I think it oh, was wow. twelve twelve, and I won on tiebreakers, and so mm. I was like, damn, I won, but I don't know if I'll have the glory still, because like I needed to go plus a little bit. And I think he was number one going into that, right? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or maybe, I don't know. We can look at Maybe I'm thinking of the next day. Yeah. Well, he wasn't, well, we'll talk about that later. So uh, I won my game and I was like, ah, man, like the Harrow's guy was good. There's a Grimwatch player and there was like a Thorns player. And then like all of a sudden, like the Thorns player gets up and I was like, hey man, how'd it go? He was like, I lost. And I was like, what? Really? I was like, okay. Maybe it'll work out. And then I was like, nah, but the Harrow's player was really good. He's definitely going to win. Harrow's player lost. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, what's (laughs) happening? So then I'm watching this Grimwatch game, and I was like, I don't want to hover. I don't want to hover. I'll just walk away. You know, whatever. It's really not that big a deal. And then he comes (laughs) over, and he's, like, reporting his score to David, and he tells David he lost. And me and David just look each other, and then we're just like, nah, nah, there's no way. You know, someone's got to beat me on glory. And uh, 
we like did the math and then he just looked at me and we just started laughing at each other um because like at the end of the day you know like I, i i thought i played well um but you know i i had some i lost to two war bands that were like very aggro y and that's my weakness right objective war bands just in general you know strong aggro can take them down so i wasn't too bad i didn't feel too bad about the losses i was like yeah it's kind of what happens um i just got to figure out how to avoid this tomorrow uh but just goes to show that little luck goes a long way right uh we're playing underworlds yeah and uh luck is important and uh sometimes things work out and uh you know like i i didn't feel like i didn't deserve it but i kind of just laughed because i didn't think i was gonna get it if that makes sense yeah, that is really funny how it ended up working out because if any of those other players had won their game, then they would have got it. But exactly. That's that's the interesting thing about the skirmishes and how it's sort of a true Swiss event. It's really more about consistency over the course of the rounds than it is like there's not a final or something like that. Right. So it's interesting. Yeah. And so I think over the first two days, I was the most consistent player. Um, granted, mm-hmm. on day two, there were a total of three players who went five and two. So yeah, um, yeah, that's correct. And the, I guess the other thing that's really important in that skirmish format is you do want to try to blow out as many of your games as you can. So the higher glory potentially of your warband, the better. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And a lot of people's eyes just dropped, or sorry, jaws dropped when I played dug in, because you, yeah. you can get yeah. dug in and supremacy in. Uh, that's just there's just really hard to come back from that, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, uh, it was validation for my choice of Duggan because I really <laughs> wanted to take coveted spoils, but I just, we, we live in America, people play aggro, and I was like, I just don't think it's going to work. So I think there's a better chance of me holding three objectives two rounds in a row versus everyone's holding one, you know, so. Yeah, it's, I think it's a risky play. I don't, I don't think I like, I still don't think I like Duggan, but <laughs> it obviously worked. Yeah, and it worked really well for me. Um, so I'm very grateful for the experience, and uh, shout out to all my amazing opponents. Shout out to the guys who were duking it out on the top table on day two. Uh, but uh, you know, I felt very good about uh, nabbing Friday and Saturday. It was, it was a really good, uh, really good feeling for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, that's your uh, your skirmish supremacy as well. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's three three skirmishes <laughs> that's right yeah that's interesting yeah and they, that may be all of the skirmishes that have ever happened in the u.s i'm not sure if there's been any more yet i think you might be correct yeah because i don't think gen con had one like that later that day or anything right no yeah cool gen con was a two-day grand clash yeah See, that's really keep the streak up <laughs> well we did keep one streak up yeah, you're 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 all about the streaks. <laughs> yeah, so we'll get into day three, I guess, if you don't have any more comments about day two. <laughs> no, I don't think I do. It was a lot of fun. I, I had a blast playing this game, and um, and I might just keep playing them locally because I think they're a lot of fun. Yeah, that's how I feel about the Wild Hunt. I uh, really like yeah. some of the new cards that have just come out, and I think they go they go great in for the Warband. And yeah. So, uh, I'm going to keep playing Wild Hunt. And who knows? I might even play them at the Masters. Ooh. <laughs> cool. But, uh, so now we're on to day three, which is the day of the Grand Clash. So as Jonathan mentioned, four rounds of Swiss, followed by a cut to top four, 
Yeah. Uh, and so then there's a semifinal, one place four, two place three, and then the winner of both those games jumps into the final. And so, um, as I mentioned yesterday, or earlier, I played Thorns on Saturday because I wanted to practice for my deck on Sunday, which was the Thorns of the Briar Queen. Uh, but you changed your warband, and so you played three different warbands over three different events. What was your warband, Jonathan? So for this event, I took the Grim Watch. Um, <laughs> so basically, and this is basically what we talked about in the previous episode, um, I feel like Thorns and Grimwatch are the best uh, performing warbands right now. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to play Thorns because I have already played them locally and I just wanted to try Grimwatch. So I ended up taking them. Um, the Skaven, in a lot of ways, were like practice because they play very similarly. That's true. Um, in a lot of ways, they have res mechanic and they have a better stretch and they have more fighters. <laughs> like it's kind of silly, really. But um, in a lot of ways, they're just better Grimwatch. So um, better Skaven, you mean? or better Skaven? Yep. So uh, my games were pretty good. The first one I played against uh, Lady Harrows, and that game was both of those games were pretty good for me because I won the board roll. I think in both of them. Um, and so that gave me three objectives and I'm, I think that maybe, um, my opponent didn't, uh, sort of realize that if he left me alone, I would probably outscore him. Um, and so he mostly stayed on his side of the board. And although that did make it a little bit harder for me to get stuff like swift capture, um, I just was able to outscore him with supremacy. And then once I had inspired, uh, I was able to kill some of his fighters. So um, that game went well for me. Um, the next game, I played the Wild Hunt. And um, these Wild Hunt were beautiful, I believe. Uh, this was against Arthur, and he ended up winning uh, the Best Painted. He did. Um, he had an incredible uh, little base that they were on with, like, resin waterworks and stuff. And they were really, really cool looking. Um, I hope there are pictures of them somewhere. Um, yeah, he even had eyeshadow on uh, Althan, the archer. <laughs> really? Like, painted I on. It was, I didn't I ha- I'm looking that. at the picture right now. Oh, well, we'll, we'll put it in the show notes. But, um, yeah, it's it's great. Um, and uh, those games were good for me. I This game, more than any of the other ones that I played, um, I was glad that I had made room for a transfixing stare in my restricted slots. Um, because both games, I was able to transfix somebody in the second round. The first game, it was Carthan. The second game, it was Scathe. And that really just gave me the like breathing room that I needed. Um, because I don't think he let me inspire in either game. Um, so it was really just about me killing his fighters and locking them up. Um, and then being able to you know, outscore him with my passive objective stuff. So... Um, I ended up taking both of those games, um, I, and honestly, I think a lot of that's due to the fact that I had Transfixing Stare in my hand. Um, and then the third game was against Victor, um, who I have not played before, but he, we have seen him at both of the previous events. He was on uh, the second-place team that we played against um, at ATC. Um, he ended up playing against Davey, though, and then he was at... Uh, Nova as well, and I think you played him, but I didn't. So uh, I, I was played able... him twice. Yeah, you played him <laughs> before and after the cut, huh? 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I played him this time. Um, we had some really good games. The first game, um, I think he just pretty much blew me up. Um, he just shot me to death with his Thundrix. He had a lot of ping damage, um, which was really good. I think he won the board roll in that one. And so I pretty much had to go get him, take those objectives. Uh, Thumbtrix have so much health that I had a really hard time killing him in that round, and he pretty much just shot me to pieces, I think. Um, I believe that was the first game. And then uh, then one of the other games, uh, I managed to kill enough stuff early and then you know hold enough of the right things and then kind of back off um, so he couldn't score anymore. And he was running Denial, which I thought was pretty interesting, um, but I was able to stop that with my last activation, just putting somebody in there. And uh, I ended up taking the second game. But then in the third game, uh, we had a really, really close game. It was interesting. I drew my first hand, and I ended up throwing away my objectives. I threw away In the Name of the King and uh, I think two of my end phase cards that were like uh, maybe Great Gains and some other card that I wasn't sure I was going to be able to score, like opening gambit or solid gains, something like that. Mm-hmm. I think it was solid gains. <clears throat> and uh, the reason I threw it away is because I, my power hand was not um, obviously a good one. I had frenzied search in there, but I didn't know what I would draw into. Um, so I was not that confident um, with the objectives that I would be able to score them. Uh, and I was afraid that if I threw my power hand away to look for better cards, you know, that might not work either. Um and I think that ended up being a mistake because when I played Frenzied Search, I drew all the nice cards, <laughs> and then I ended up scoring all but two of my remaining objectives in the first round. And then in the second round, I only scored Gathered Momentum and Opening Gambit because those were the only two cards I had left. And then in the third round, I basically, it, or actually at the end of the second round, I needed to kill the rest of his fighters he was down to three fighters i needed to kill probably two of them maybe even just one of them um, to win the game and i missed um a nullstone hammer attack with three dice uh, i missed a another of the Swordbreaker attacks with prize vendetta with a rerolls <laughs> attack ouch and, and then he put on a bunch of health and i couldn't kill him anymore <laughs> and he ended up getting me by i think four glory or something like that so That's pretty close uh, though yeah. Oh, they were they were all really close games, and any of the it was they were great games because he's a great player and he was basically taking advantage of uh, you know every either mistake or failed attack. Um, and then once I missed a couple of those in a row, you know he was able to take it. So um, and he wasn't running any objective stuff. I don't think um, he may have had supremacy in there, but I don't think he scored it. And he wasn't running all the surges. So. Um, that was very interesting that uh, that kind of deck is still, I think, absolutely viable. Um, it's, you know, so that was really cool playing Victor. Um, and then my last game was against Profiteers again. <laughs> and maybe because I had had a hell of a warm-up um, up to that point, I was able to take um, those games. And I think, uh, I think he was maybe playing a little bit more objective stuff. Um, but I think my roles were just more consistent. And my, I didn't have to throw away my objective cards in those games, so my glory ceiling wasn't as uh, affected. Right. So overall, I was seventh on the first day, which is actually exactly the same that I did at the Nova Open. Oh, nice. The last year, <laughs> the, just the cut was four, not eight. So, <laughs> so I um, 
was not able to proceed after that. Right. Where I guess if it had been a two-day event, maybe I would have. So that's interesting. Yeah, you you probably would have if it was a top 16. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'll just have to be a little more consistent next time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, top seven is still an amazing finish. So sure. I yeah. think you wanted the dice and you got them, right? Yeah, exactly. I um, was able to get the dice. I got the little uh, glory tracker, which I thought was cool. Um, I wasn't actually sure how it worked. I've seen pictures of it online where it's like those three dials. And what it's for is after you play your first match, you'll just put your glory total in there. So you don't need to write it down. Or I, I like text it to myself and stuff, and it's kind of clunky. So um, I'm, I'm glad that I have that now. I think that's a good thing to have for an event. So. Yeah, I'll probably never use it, but it does look cool. <laughs> I'll try it out at least. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, so uh, how did your Grand Clash go? <laughs> Why you got to say it like that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> what are you drinking dude it's uh sorry i'm just hearing keep, you chugging some I keep stuff ti- i keep timing it poorly yeah very poorly um <laughs> so i am uh yeah playing thorns of the briar queen and uh i had specifically built the deck to again play to the strengths of the thorns but also uh maximize my chances of avoiding uh, getting blown out by aggro, which meant that I tacked into it a little bit myself. Um, this is also because I knew that I would probably face Thorns and Grimwatch, so I wanted to win in the mirror. So the first game I played was uh, against Altharis Guardians, and uh, my opponent played a very aggressive version of them, um, but I just got the right upgrade. I think I got a great strength out early, slapped it on the Thorn or the Briar Queen. Uh, someone charged her and failed, and she inspired, charged Lothari, killed her, and then from there it was cleanup. So, uh, you know, as everyone's mentioned, the best way to take down the Guardians is to take out their leader first. Uh, I did forget how annoying Galligan's crit blocks were. Yeah, yeah. So I took a bunch of random ping damage, because even though it was funny, like, I killed Galligan, and I still took a damage because he rolled a crit. Um Silly. Uh, I don't. Game... I don't think that's actually how it works because I think it's a reaction. But well, I let it happen, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. And so, uh, game two, my opponent decided to take the objectives this time. Um. So I maxed offset. Uh. And I knew he was playing an aggro deck. So. But he played really cagey, and he started moving on to objectives. So I figured he had claimed Lamentary. And I was like, maybe he has temporary victory or supremacy. So I uh, very I played like two steps forward, which actually I knew he was going to move someone onto an objective, which he did. But it put the Everhanged into position to where he can charge because a lot of people don't realize he moves four. So I charged Onslaying, knocked her off the objective, and then quickening Greaves onto the end, which helped me score supremacy. And then yeah, I ended up... Yeah starting game around two next to her inspired killed uh, her and then i think galligan charged the Everhanged and uh did two damage so then i put uh, great strength on him survival instincts and sudden growth and then i charged Ilthari because she happened to be very close uh and uh 
killed her. And then from there, I felt pretty comfortable. Uh, the Everhanged eventually did go down, but at that point, it didn't matter. So, yeah. solid first game, had a really high glory diff. Um, so, we jumped to game two. And I was, I was hoping I would avoid Rippas, if I'm being honest, but ended up playing into Rippas. And I was like, well, you know, this is make or break it. <laughs> so, he wins the board roll off. Or I win the board roll off, so I take the board set up. I give him the objectives. So I did the amber board again, which it's a, such a busted board with ghosts especially. <laughs> and I stuck a lethal hex right in that first hex where it touches their the no man's land. So it, like once you cut the corner around the board from their point of view, you hit a lethal. So it's a pretty good zoning technique, and it forces like them to go through one path unless they have calculated risk which I didn't think most people took with Rippas. Yeah. So uh, they kind of charged in one by one, took him out. Uh, second game, I think he understood he wanted to avoid what happened, so I got a little bit more aggressive. Uh, big MVP was Withering. Uh, Abyssot's Withering was huge and just finishing mm-hmm. off some of those uh, Snarl Fangs, which was your suggestion, so thank you for that. Yeah, and sure. then it's we. Great uh, yeah, great card. So uh, went 2-0-2-0 first two games. We had lunch, painting ceremony. Arthur ended up taking that one. Uh, yeah. And then in the third game, I played uh, Thorns of the Briar Queen Mirror Match. And so this is one of the guys who had to lose the day before to uh, for me to win. And so mm-hmm. I knew that he had a good deck. I knew he knew how to play them. He even said, I want to play you tomorrow. hope we do. So I knew this guy was bringing for it, or coming for it, and he was going to bring it. So, um, and I knew he had keys because I, he had mentioned them. He was talking yesterday, uh, and I don't think he realized uh, that I was in the group of people that he was talking to. So I just knew that I had to keep him off objectives. But, uh, uh, this was a game where it was really wonky because nobody died until the third round. We just kept missing <laughs> or blocking each other. Uh, yeah. but then, but then when people started dying, it was his and not mine. Mm. Um, and I had three objectives on my end of the board, which is a huge, huge benefit in the mirror. Yeah. And so I was able to score Duggan and stuff. And then the third game, I got the three objectives again. He slightly offset it, and he got really aggressive. Like, off the bat, his queen, like, went after my queen. Um, but again... Uh, you know, the benefit of that is that when you're not the beatdown, you can react better, I think, sometimes. And so in the mirror, um, I just reacted to him and was able yeah. to take down the queen. And then I actually ignored her the first round because I was like, oh, she charged. I'm not worrying about it. So I kind of mm-hmm. just played defense with the queen, uh, jumped on the objectives, and then did what I needed to do. Uh, second game was a lot closer um, because he was more aggressive. But uh, um, I was able to pull it off in the end. Um, charging with Varclav sometimes is the move. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So, after that, I felt pretty good. Um, and so I went into the final match, and I was like, the, all, all day I wanted to avoid three matchups. I wanted to avoid Rippas. I wanted to avoid Thundrix. And I wanted to avoid Magors. And... I unfortunately had to play Thundrix in the uh, fourth round. And so this is another individual from uh, Steven Van's group from New Mexico. The problem is 
is the deck he was playing was very similar to the decks that we've played in the past. Mm-hmm. And so he would do something, and I'm like, oh, you're trying to score this. And it wasn't like me taunting him or anything. <laughs> I just was like, my, this is just my way of thinking aloud. And then after a while, he was like, dude, I feel like you've played Profiteer so much, you know exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, yeah, sorry. I've played a lot of games with those guys. Um, so I guess my expertise kind of came out a little bit in this match because I knew exactly what he was trying to do. Every activation, I was like, why would he move there? I was like, oh, he's probably trying to get a headshot. Um, yeah. Or, you know, or he's like, oh, he's probably like Lund is, oh, he put Archer's Focus on Lund. That means what armor is coming up, you know? So, like. I guess part of this game that a lot of people don't talk about is the mental part where you can kind of like banter a little bit and get in your opponent's head. And that wasn't my intention, but I realized that's what was happening. And I think my opponent misplayed cause he got a little nervous. And, uh, because I knew that warband so intimately, um, I kind of just had a good time. <laughs> uh, and sudden, <laughs> yeah. sudden appearance is MVP in that match. Um, because, you can just land next to London Allenson or uh, um, Iron Hill, and you know mm-hmm. if you get a, if you have survival instincts on, you're chilling, and that's what happened. Survival instincts, sudden appearance, and then started just slapping them with thorns, and they died. Yeah, so. it's, it's it's an interesting matchup, especially now that there's no shard go. <laughs> um, yeah. I feel like sometimes the dwarves can have a hard time getting through two defense dice. Because um, they usually only have two attack dice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, that's what I found. It's going to be hard to chew through. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Is it, and, 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 and that was it. Yep. And uh, they mostly just have one defense. And once you get the queen up to four damage, it doesn't yeah. even, it doesn't matter. Uh, because in the first game, I took out Thundrick pretty early. Oh, wow, yeah. Like I alpha strike Thundrick. And then the only person he had inspired was Iron Hill. And I just didn't really care that he was shooting the queen. Like, he got headshot off. Uh, but I don't think anyone takes Gifty Hence anymore. So, I just, mm-hmm. like, killed Thundrick, and I just went about killing the balloon guy next, Tazgon. And then I took out Lund, and then I took out Allison, and then I just ran away. Because I was like, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, if, game, you, if you lose Thundrick early, that's devastating to come back. Yeah, from. yeah Sudden Appearance is a great card. It. It, it wins games. <laughs> it might it might be one of the best cards. <laughs> it's a very strong card. Yeah, it's a yeah. it's a very very strong card. Now that hidden paths is gone, it's like it's like nothing else. So. Well, the thing is, it's always been in the game. I yeah. just I just think that now other people's tools are limited because they lost some of like the access to the universal pool, which mm-hmm. season one was such a good universal pool that people didn't really realize that. Uh, you know, a lot of some of these other factions have great in-faction cards. Uh, or if they did, it's like, ah, oh, it doesn't even matter because I have hidden paths or I have structure wings. Um, and now when you don't have access to cards like that, you can really, really feel that difference in power level. And uh, Howling Vortex, Sudden Appearance, two very strong cards. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Treacherous Foe actually be was one of the hardest cards I had to score all day. Because... Uh, yeah. Sometimes you just didn't get reactions, or sometimes you just couldn't wait for it, you know. So. Yeah, or sometimes you'll use a re- like a subpar activation or a reaction just to score it. <laughs> yeah, like one time I remember I well I'll talk about it later, but I like maddening cackled uh, <laughs> like a, a ghoul because I just wanted to just cycle. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Um. So after that game, 
Um, I was uh, the only player to go 2-0, 2-0, So I was number one on the day in the Swiss rounds. Cool. Yeah, it was a really cool uh, experience. That's and the I third think, time I've done that, gone 2-0, 2-0, Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think that's like, this is definitely not the first time that you've done that. Um, which one did you not go to? Oh, two, oh, two, oh, two. Nova, because I, the mirrors, uh, I, didn't, I didn't plan for it. But you did at Adepticon and Gen Con and the UK event? No, so Warhammer Fest, Adepticon, and now LVO. At, okay. at Gen Con, I lost uh, one to two to Duncan's Molog. Cause, oh, yeah, yeah. So Correct. Correct. Which, okay. made me, which put me in at second on the day, I think. Um, cool. So yeah, I um, yeah, that's very that, happy. That's I mean, that's amazing that you are the top seed uh, that often without dropping any games. So I think that consistency is uh, you know something that you should feel great about. Thank you, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. I I was very happy. I remember all day. I said I just want to get top four. I just want to get top four, and I got it. Uh, and so. You got those um, cool uh, objective tokens too. I did. I get. They're really cool. They're really cool. Um, <laughs> very happy I got those. Plan on using those a lot. Um, um, at the very least, as Fainway portals um, or eye candy, really. <laughs> but we'll see. Sure. I don't know. We'll see where the objective meta goes. But uh, because I was number one, and Mr. Rob, uh, who I had played the day before, uh, was number four. He played his proper. Rip a Snarlfang's deck. <laughs> and uh, it was a really tight set of games. Um, I think you were watching this one from behind me. I didn't even know you were there until uh, <laughs> until the game was over. And I looked over and you were just <laughs> right on behind my left shoulder. But um, Yeah, I was watching both of the matches going on at once. Yep. Yeah, that's right. You were in between both tables. So I played the first game and lost boards. He deployed very, very aggressively. And so I knew it was going to be a backfoot game, and uh, I was in a rough spot. Um, I was losing chain wraps. I was fighting back, but then he had like a furious reprisal or narrow escape, and uh, it would just it just felt like every time I could maybe take down a wolf, he had an answer. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, this is not going well. I got to win the night. I was already thinking about game two. And uh, I ended up being able to stay on three objectives because I just don't think he cared at that point. He was so ahead on glory. He was just killing. He killed everything almost. Um, Mm -hmm. But I just managed to get three people on objectives because I knew I was going to draw into Duggan and I hadn't seen Supremacy yet. Mm. So we so I was like, if if I'm going to probably draw into Duggan, that's my one shot at turning this game around. I need to be on three objectives. So I actually blew a lot of resources trying to stay on those objectives. Uh, even in the second season. round, I guess. Yep, end of the second round. And mm. so um, I got a couple good defensive rolls in the third round that really helped. Um, maddening cackle, I maddening cackled Ripa very mm. early on in game one. So his potency went down significantly. But the other guys were able to do the heavy lifting. But if I hadn't got that maddening cackle off, I would have got destroyed. Like He would have tabled me. Yeah, that uh, card's so good. Yeah, it's a great card. And it, it won me this game. And I'll tell you how. So <laughs> I, I look at the cards in my hand. I have Supremacy. I have Duggan. 
and I have great games. And I was like, this, wow. is, a pretty, this is a pretty crap hand. Um, <laughs> it's and, very all or nothing. <laughs> yeah. And so he's just running through it. I still have two chain wraps on because I'm getting pretty aggressive with the queen. Uh, the Abraham was gone. I even started charging with Varclav. And then I just, uh, I remember it was like fourth activation. And uh, he had gone first because he won every roll off. It was crazy. And uh, it was my last activation. And then I just was like, crap. I mean, there's a way I can. And I was like, oh, 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 wait a second. I can get on that third objective. And I look at him. I was like, how many power cards do you have? And he goes, zero. And I go, oh, okay. And then I smiled. And uh, got my fighter onto the objective. Uh, and then he goes, uh, I score something. I forget what he scored. So he's up by seven. I scored nine glory in the uh, wow. in the end phase, and yeah. I beat him by two. It's crazy. Supremacy dug in at seven, and then great games nine. Wow, yeah, yeah, crazy stuff. That's a that's a lot of glory for one end phase. <laughs> yeah, it was almost nuts. the most you could get, probably. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And so I was very like at, at, the tension in the room was tight. Like everybody was like, "Damn, Amon lost that first game." And then, like, it was weird. Like, when I played it, other people had a sigh of relief. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, it was very, very nice to having so many supporters out there, friends, just people watching. Um, Of course, you know, a fair share of people supporting Rob as well. So it felt really good. And then game two, I won the dice roll. So, of course, max board set, amber board, lethal hexes everywhere. Let's go. (laughs) Um, Again... Really, really tight game. Um, Maddening cackled Ripa again. Wow. Uh, which was in the second round this time, though. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got two crit defenses in the back corner with the chain rasp. Wow, yeah. And I think it was with nearly headless neck, which I think that won me the game. Because later, it was really crazy. Nearly Headless Nick charged a chain rafts. I forgot he was inspired. That's something you pointed out to me after the game. <laughs> I rolled. Yeah. I was missing with the queen all day, all the whole that whole game. Yeah. So I, like, so I rolled one hammer attack, rolled one hammer. He rolls like three dice on defense fails, and I was like, <laughs> tight. Took down a wolf, and then another chain rafts, and I was trying to score scrum the whole time, but I couldn't do it. But. In my attempts of trying to score scrum, I was like, I'm still not going to make suboptimal plays. So I just ended up charging with random chain rass. And I killed two wolves with two <laughs> random chain rass doing one damage apiece. Wow. And I never scored scrum, but I got two glory. And I was like, I guess that's worth it. <laughs> um, and uh, ended up. So I'm not really sure because I think he miscounted how many glory he got. So mm-hmm. I think he ended up did scoring. So if he didn't score great gains, I won by two. Right. If he did score great gains, I won off tiebreakers because I was on three objectives and he was on uh, zero. Yep. yep. So e- either way, I won the game fair and square. Um, let's assume that he did count right because he is a great player. Uh, and he just, or sorry, he miscounted and he actually did score great gains. So I just won off tiebreakers there, which I found really interesting. But again, he was up on glory, but in the last end phase, I scored supremacy. No, I didn't score supremacy. I scored dug in and something else and something else. Mm-hmm. So again, dug in was very clutch card for me throughout the day, uh, and uh, you know it was a very tight set. 
probably my favorite game of the day, just in terms of I really had to outplay or outthink him at least. I wouldn't dare say I outplayed him, but I definitely had to outthink him in certain situations and get creative when trying to score my glory. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. They were the. I was. I was watching, and I was also watching the uh, game next to it, and they, it was. Uh, it was a good one. I. I don't think we were sure what was going to happen until the very last. <laughs> the very last yeah. objectives were scored. So. Yeah. Those are always the best games. I agree. Those were very tight. Very fun. Shout out to Rob. Fantastic opponent. <clears throat> yeah. Um. So then we make it. So I. So I make it to the final. Um. So I get a little nervous. So at this point, haven't dropped a game all day. Um. I felt like I my luck had really run out uh, because I had won the two days before. And the final is where I notoriously get unlucky. Um, so I kind of like got nervous um, and then uh, played against my opponent who was playing Grimwatch. Uh, and the thing about Grimwatch, as we all are aware, is that if they just draw the right cards, they win the game. There's just no two ways about it. Um, there are people who can say that that's not the case or that it's not or they are balanced. But in my opinion, and I think to an extent you share this opinion and you can please correct me if I'm wrong. But the Grimwatch have the ability to just pop off for no reason. <laughs> and then once they score a ridiculous amount of glory for doing nothing. Uh, they can put on some great upgrades, and for some reason their fighters are are pretty pretty solid off the bat, um, especially once they inspire, and uh, it's a challenge. So I was thinking about all of that, kind of got thought about how I potentially might get unlucky. So we just played game one. Um, so uh, cut my opponent's deck. We're playing. Um, I thought it was odd. That after I cut my opponent's deck, he like shuffled his deck. But uh, I just figured it was a personal preference. So played the game. And then like opening round, like he gets Shifting Madness and then draws into uh, Temporary Victory uh, in the name of the king. And (laughs) I was literally, I literally looked at him and I was like, that is so lucky. You know, like that's crazy how you got that. Uh, and I, I mean, I wasn't trying to undermine his ability or anything, but like, come on, that's, those are your like three easiest to score cards. And he won boards too. So he took objectives. So mm-hmm. I was like, man, that's unfortunate, but I got aggressive, didn't let him inspire. Um, and then it just became like a tussle. Like we're fighting each other. Uh, I managed to score supremacy eventually at one point. Um, and then we're just going back and forth. And then, uh, we both score like like three or four glory in the end phase. And then uh, it's like 12-12, but I was on three objectives, so I took game one. Um, and I really contribute yeah. that game to Madden and Cackling the Duke and then not letting him inspire. Mm. Yeah, so. I think if you don't let them inspire in the first round, especially, um, it is harder for them to come back, for sure. Yeah, so that was... Um, Felt good. I was like, okay, maybe you know, maybe luck's on my side. Uh, game two, kick things off. He wins boards again, takes three objectives. Uh, I was a little upset that uh, I didn't win that role because I was like, man, if I got that role, I probably would have taken the series right then and there. Uh, but, you know, I was like, okay, well, let's see what happens. Uh, has a very strong start again. Uh, temporary victory. 
and in the name of the king. And it was just one of those games where I kind of alluded to in the beginning where everything just went his way. He drew into the perfect sequence of cards, combination strike, supremacy, etc. Um, I didn't let him inspire. But then he killed everything. And that was just a really <laughs> bad game for me. Um, nothing well, really went my way. Yeah, one of the really interesting things about his deck as well is if you look at it, it has a, basically it has nine mobility ploys and frenzied search. <laughs> so it's like more mobility ploys. Yeah, well, so it's really interesting, but this is kind of my problem with Grimwatch is that mm-hmm. every single objective in his deck doesn't require him to interact with his opponent. Right. Uh, except one, which is gathered momentum, which technically you yeah, don't you really have to, have to interact somebody. You just have to charge, but it's... You don't care what happens after you that. Don't, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So every single card in his deck uh, is an, a, a non-interactive card. He just has to jump onto something or move somewhere. And so mm-hmm. for me, uh, I just personally don't like those style of decks. I mean, it's the meta. He, he picked the right deck. He built it strong. So can't say anything negative mm-hmm. about that. But it just, it, it just further reinforces my point about Grimwatch. Like, at least with Moloch, you can interact with him. Like, Moloch still had to hit you, and Moloch could miss. Uh, and I hated Moloch. Uh, <laughs> but, like, Grimwatch yeah. don't, have to, don't have to, they don't have to interact with you. You can table them, and they can still beat you off glory. It's a bit silly, I think. <laughs> yeah, so, and that's, that's kind of what we talked about the last time, I think, too. And that was sort of my strategy is, as well, is you just, all you have to do is stand on the right stuff. And then if you happen to kill a bunch of stuff along the way then that's awesome. <laughs> and yeah, you usually and do. Right. And that's exactly what happened in this game. I was just like, okay, well. So I, I, I don't, I've never really gotten tilted in the game, but I got tilted um, to the point where I was like, I need to take a break. So I stepped away. Everyone stepped away from the table. Uh, and I just took a deep breath. Uh, you know, I guess you were my coach in the corner. Uh, you were like, calm down, chill. Like, it's just, and, 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 and I think that's important. Because this was after the first game, right? Or the this second was game. after the second game. Which uh, I guess you did lose, right? I did lose, and but 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 I also because everything like nothing went my way, right? Like, yep. you know, yep. I've got like a, I attack with the queen, miss, like roll three hammers, endless malice, miss three hammers, like it was <laughs> it was that type of crap. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's just got yeah. and then king shifting madness with capture, blah 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 like. And I was just like, geez, man, like I couldn't even catch a break in that game. Like the moment, like the way his deck drew, there was no way he could lose because he had three objectives on his board end. So I was like, crap. So I got a little tilted, took a deep breath. I was like, screw it. We're just here to have fun. Not need to take this so seriously. Let's just play game three. Um, I ended up winning the board roll. I took the objectives, max offset, not max offset, but. Pretty decent offset. And uh, I just got a really good hand. So I drew, I had like two score immediates, one of them being scrum. I drew into temporary victory. I drew into shortcut, which I had confusion in my hand. No, sorry, I started with confusion in my hand and shortcut. But I just drew into every single one of my score immediates, and then I drew into great gains. Um, so I was like, okay, well, I just scored eight glory. Um, and so I just decided that, you know, I think I'm ahead. I'm just going to slap some upgrades on the queen and the Everhanged. And uh, I think maybe my mistake was I let him inspire. Um, 
personally, I didn't think there was a way he could come back, honestly speaking, because I just had mm-hmm. so much glory and I had so many upgrades that at that point I was like, I, I just got to play defense and I'll win. Um, but I failed to play defense pretty much. So he inspired. Uh, and then, so I even killed Grisowell round one. I just want to make that very clear. Like I took out the number one threat to my warband <laughs> round yeah. one. I, I had, like, it was a great opening round. Um, so, uh, started playing the game and then, you know, combat happens and the number of crit defenses this man rolled, I don't even know. Uh, it was, it was, it was insane. You, you were watching it. It was a lot. Uh, my queen decided to go home, missed every attack. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it didn't, it didn't, half the time you didn't even need to roll anything. Yeah. Cause it was all it, hammers all day long. <laughs> it was all hammers all day long. And whenever I did hit with like a support, he would crit me out or get a dodge. And it was really yeah. frustrating for me because, like, I had a great day. I was the top performer, and all I needed was to roll average, and I could probably won that game, and I couldn't. I rolled abysmally. Like, like I had people like I would look over at people, and they were giving me like, like the like the I feel bad for this guy face, you know? Like it just didn't feel right. Um, but again, it's a, it's a dice game, it's a card game, and sometimes. You know, we've talked about this a lot on this podcast specifically. It's like when two really good players are playing in a in a very like, close game, the factor ends up becoming who gets better dice rolls. And it doesn't mean that these games are won off dice rolls because, like, there are consistent players. I'm one of them who can, like, who can – and they're it's, – it's, it's like we talk about. It's the same top people at every event, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, there's a yep. reason why, no matter if you're in the UK or in Spain or in Germany or in the United States, it's the same top players. John Reese in England, uh, Volomir, Thomas Conboy, Jimmy, uh, Duncan, yep. Dean, you, me. Like, it, 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 So there is consistency in the game, and you don't necessarily rely on dice rolls. But I think when it comes down to very evenly matched skill, I think luck is the deciding factor. Tony Field is, has actually written an article about this. And so in this situation, mm-hmm. I don't want to say I got unlucky, but my roles were statistically below average. Um, and when your opponent rolls above average and you roll below average, uh, it, it doesn't take a degree to figure out what happens, right? So yeah. it just, I do think a lot of it also has to do with the uh, luck of card draw. Mm-hmm. And I think because you were planning for... Um, some aggro um like you had cards in there that were not just mobility you know you have uh the uninspire card you have the attack again card you have withering you have things like that um if one deck just has more tools and it's it's actively not trying to avoid the dice rolls then it's going to have the advantage and you probably would need to roll above average to beat it in the first place because it's it's trying to avoid the dice rolls in the first place. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. But it was also just like he had an answer to everything. Like, yeah, yeah, that's you, definitely what it seemed like. <laughs> yeah, like every time I was like, oh, I can, I, like, oh, I can get supremacy. So I had this really cool play where I like two steps forward, chain your ass next to Grisselwell, and Grisselwell was next to the objective. So then I confusion mm-hmm. Grisselwell, and my plan was like to stick quickening greaves on the chain rafts. And then my opponent had one power card in his hand. I was like, there's no way he has another confusion. <laughs> so I'm good. 
So I confusion and I was like, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get supremacy, which will help me score Doug in next turn. Yeah. And then the one card that would have stopped me is confusion and he had it. And I <laughs> yeah. was like, what are the yeah. odds? That's two games in a row where his confusion he confusioned my confusion. <clears throat> um yeah. or it was like I restless prized and I was like, Yeah, I got it. He has one card in his hand. <laughs> of course, restless prize. And so it was just like the perfect storm. Uh <laughs> Yeah. Where I where I was like, like I got hit by the giant, the most, the largest Grimwatch hurricane you could have thought. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it was interesting. Yeah, it was like, I mean, you know, you you watch the game, you know, like I can't I can't make this stuff up, and I'm not making excuses. Like this yeah, is well, factual. And we we also talked about it in the last episode, yeah. where I think I still give that matchup to the Thorns most of the time. Well, you specifically said in that episode. I give it yeah. to the Thorns unless the Grimwatch just get the perfect draw <laughs> order and they just roll like crazy. Yeah, which and, I do feel like happens about 25% of the time. Like, yeah. they, it'll just happen and you'll score the whole deck and you're like, well, that happened. <laughs> yeah, so it was like really uncanny to yeah. me that you called it almost. Well, the whole day uh, I was like, if I because I was playing Grimwatch and my deck was uh, a little bit more aggro and I think, you know, my, it was a little bit different than this deck. Um, I like some things about my deck more and i like some things about his uh as well um but i basically was saying the whole day like i i'm pretty confident into anything except thorns which i think i have to get lucky to be <laughs> right so, i mean that's but, you know yeah, and, but, and and watching those games he played it very very well i mean you know you have to save those key cards you have to know to hold on to those cards at the right time in order to play them and all that as but, well but, so not right to take anything. I, I agree i think yeah. you and, and i'm not taking anything away from him i I'm making that very clear. It's my third time reiterating that. But, like, what are the odds that he has one card in his hand and his confusion? You know, like, it was just it was just silly to me. Where I was like, the only thing that can stop my Restless Prize is his <laughs> Restless Prize. And then he has it. Yeah. And then he rolls a crit on defense. <laughs> yeah. And his, like, Grimwatch or his Duke was, like, murdering everything. So, anyways, we get to the third round, and I was like, man, I got Duggan in my hand. Can't score that because he just, like, you know, ruined my plans. So I was like, okay, I can think I can tie this game up and then win off the objectives. So he has the last activation and he charges with the butcher. Butcher is pretty accurate. I'm not going to lie. Um, so he charges five away. So I was like, okay, gathered momentum's coming. So he rolls one success with the butcher. And I go, dude, 33.3% chance. <laughs> if I can get this, I have a push in my hand. I'll get the objective. I'll score supremacy. I'll win by one. I don't think it was the butcher because the butcher's been within snare, right? I think it was the other guy. Oh, maybe it was. Maybe it was someone else. It was. It was. Yeah. yeah. yeah you know what? It was Master Talon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was Master Talon. Good, good, good uh, correction there. <clears throat> and so I was like, dude, just give me this one dice roll. Oh my God. <laughs> Freaking yeah. roll a block, dude. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, okay, whatever, fine. So uh, he does a damage, and then he sees weapons. And I was like, yeah, oh. yeah. Which is another dumb card. So um, lost that, and so I was like, okay, well, I'm still up my glory. So uh, I just hopefully he doesn't have, uh, you know, too easy to score cards. And then he scores opening gambit and uh, solid gains. And uh, wins by two. 
And yeah. uh, it was it was a tight game. It was close. I really felt like if rolls went my way, I probably would have taken that. I cannot understate how well my opponent played his deck. I cannot understate how well the deck was designed. And yeah. I cannot understate how powerful the Grimwatch are in general. So I think when you have a very, 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 very strong warband and a great mind behind it, uh, it's really hard to beat. And even though I was favored into that matchup, uh, the dice rolls just didn't go my way. I think over the course of three games, I made four or five successful queen attacks. <laughs> when I say uh, successful, I mean that I actually rolled the proper dice. Um, that does not include how many times he crit me back. Yeah, um, wow. So, uh, yeah. yeah. That, I mean, and two glory, that's, I mean, that's nothing in that, in that matchup, you know? Yeah. So. so if I had gotten dug in, yeah, yeah. Uh, probably would have won me the game, but maybe that was a game where Coveted Spoils was better. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's so hard to make those calls because, like, <clears throat> you know, if you think you're weaker against aggro, dug in is probably the best move. And obviously it was because it got you there and it won you so many games. Right. But then uh, in that matchup, maybe Coveted Spoils would have been better. <laughs> yeah, also. You got to match- figure out how to take both of them. <laughs> yeah, right. I thought about it, actually. Um, <laughs> And then also in my in my deck I had a tacticals from MC uh, one two one four. Yeah. And uh, and that third game he had both two and four on his side of the board. Uh yeah that happened to me a couple times with this game. So, again it was just like everything went <laughs> like the wrong way and yeah. so yeah, I can't even get mad about it like it was I was a little frustrated after the game not gonna lie like I was a little disappointed. Sure. And I was like, I'm tired of this happening to me over and over and over again. <laughs> um, and, you know, you know, obviously this is where your friends come in, right? Like Jonathan, you and Tony, who had grabbed a bar or took a drink at the bar. And, uh, yeah. you know, you guys just explained it to me like, hey, it happens. Like, sure. You can't not have fun. And <laughs> you even said, like, I don't think you had fun in that game. Um, yeah. I think sometimes we can take this a little too seriously. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, we want we want to win. It's it's part of being competitive, but yeah. we're playing a dice game, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sometimes the dice are gonna screw us. It's, over. it's silly, and like I, <laughs> you know, I I really wanted to, like I had people texting me and messaging me, like, dude, it'd be really cool if you won like all three <laughs> events over the weekend, you know? It would and be I pretty was, incredible. Yeah. And like, if you really want to boil it down, like I was a dice roll away, man. Sure, sure. And I think. Like, at the time, it was sad, and I was disappointed, and I was angry, and I was also felt, like, kind of defeated. Uh, yeah. But, like, like looking back on it now, like, I had a great weekend, dude. Like, I yeah. won two events, and I got second in the third one. Like. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to say, I mean, as, as far as consistency goes, I think that, you know, this past year of you going to events has been amazingly consistent. I think you've been you've won or you've been second place at every event you went to except for the Nova. And I think you were what, like in the top eight somewhere. I was fifth. Fifth. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that's, I mean, there's no doubt that you're, you know, one of the best players uh, definitely in the U S and, you know, you've had success internationally as well. So, uh, so <laughs> you know, it's just sometimes, uh, you lose some games too. So, yeah, well, I really appreciate that's, the kind so. words and, that's what it kind of came down to is I was like, I can't not have fun. 
because this game <laughs> is, a, is like a, it means a lot to me. Like it's I made a lot of good friends. Like we have this podcast, we have the blog, and I can't let it take away from what makes this game great, which is how much fun I have and like the people I've met and the friends I've made along the way. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it, it it was such a good time just seeing all those people. We got to see Tony and Derek and Blake and jo- uh, Jeff and Victor and Duncan. And I feel like we hung out with Duncan and Victor a lot more this time and yeah. got to know them better. And, uh, you know, I mean, the, the fact that we also got to play like a ridiculous number of games. <laughs> a ridiculous number. <laughs> we played just seven and then eight. And then I played four rounds and you played six rounds. So, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, six it's, rounds is rough. It's just a bonus. And, uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I will say I really enjoyed our time with Victor and, and Duncan, especially. We went to a pizza place two nights in a row. Yeah. Deep dish Chicago pizza, which was funny because Victor is, like, from the Chicago area. So he just, like, he <laughs> it was must all be about good. it. Yeah. So I think we've upgraded from enemies to frenemies, you know? So. Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's 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 funny because they were sort of our nemesis at the previous two events because yeah. <laughs> they were the other team, and then, and then like, they were now all doing we were really well as well. So. Yeah, and then now we're like part of the same squad. So yeah, yeah. like I never I never thought that like Duncan and Victor would be like cheering me on, but like, <laughs> and, and I don't know why I didn't think that, but it was really cool. Like I, I uh, I really enjoyed my time with them, and so uh, if you guys are listening, I really had a good time and. It just goes to show Underworld is such a great, great event and a great game because uh, the people are really what make you want to keep going. Yeah, and it'll be exciting to see them all again at uh, Adepticon, and I think uh, Dean will be there as well. So. Yeah, um, and I guess for those of you who don't know, which I've, I haven't really advertised it, but I haven't really necessarily kept it under wraps either, but I will be the head TO at Adepticon this year. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, very exciting. Uh you know, Games Workshop reached out to me and asked me to TO the event. And uh, as much as I wanted to play, I thought it'd be a hell of an experience. And, um, you know, I'll be TOing the first uh, Masters Grand Clash event. And the winner of this event uh, gets that ticket to the Masters. So they get entry if they don't already have it. But most importantly, they get a paid flight. And maybe hotel, I'm not sure. Um yeah, I think it says accommodation, so I think that yeah, I think that includes the hotel. Well, there you go. So uh, everyone's flying out and paying for a hotel to hopefully win the chance to not have to do that again. And it's going to be fun. <laughs> um, the rules packet specifically states to submit your deck list in advance. Um, for Adepticon? Yeah. Mm, so okay. uh, at least that's what the internal communications i've had in terms of the packet so yeah. uh, as we get closer to the event i will be spamming the facebook pages uh, <laughs> because i do believe that it might be a core rule moving forward um in terms of the grand clashes so yeah. um i will be doing deck checks <clears throat> i will be making sure everyone's deck is uploaded there will be no uploading your deck after the event uh, <laughs> Um, and, uh, cool. Um, yeah, it'll be fun. I'm having, I think, little, I think, uh, I think that's a good step. I mean, I think as I think as the prizes get bigger and as the competitiveness of this game, uh, kind of matures, um, I think that kind of rule and, uh, really just the more professionalism I think we can get in, uh, event organization and, 
you know, gameplay, I think the better. So Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I plan on taking it quite seriously. Obviously, I want everyone to have fun, but uh, you yeah. know, this is like the gold, this is a gold standard event at the United in the United States, and we need to run it to the best of our ability. And uh, as being the TO, it kind of has my name on it in a in a in a manner of speaking. Sure. And so I'm gonna do the best, and we're gonna have fun, and whoever wins, man, like it's gonna be great. I'm excited. Yeah, should be a lot of fun. Probably gonna see a lot of man trappers, a lot of double storm sire build. <laughs> yeah, plug, maybe. Plug to my article, hexes and warband. <clears throat> maybe some nice Nurgle boys. Yeah, you've been, you've been doing really well with them. So I've been messing around with them a little bit the last yeah. couple of days. I, I, they're very interesting. But yeah. Um, and I guess I guess maybe we could talk about that if uh, there are any questions about that. I think that's what we're gonna do next. Yeah, I think there are some Nurgle questions, so you can probably handle those if you want. I'm gonna be honest. I have uh, I've been playing Curse Breakers lately, so yeah, yeah. I can't play them at Adepticon, so might as well uh, tell everyone tell everyone about the deck. So uh, first question, H2 Coach, what do you guys feel about Grimwatch winning three Grand Clashes in a row? Parentheses, sorry, Mon, I really don't mean this. Um, I feel like my answer might be a little biased. But I'm going to do my best <laughs> to answer this question justfully. Um, and I think it goes back to what I said a little bit earlier, probably like five minutes ago in this podcast, is that Grimwatcher busted. I think that they're a very powerful warband with an insane number of tools that they, quite frankly, should never have in the first place. Um, having your warband... Uh, have so many powerful objectives, uh, upgrades, and gambits is one thing. But then to have your warband leader be a better version of one of the best leaders from Season 1. And then have fighters who uh, can do three damage off the bat is just silly to me. Um, Like I said, you can literally build a deck. I mean, it's been proven at this point where you can build a deck that doesn't need to interact with your opponent and you can score 18 plus glory and win a grand clash. Uh, and for me personally, I just feel like that defeats the purpose of underworlds. Uh, and I've always been critical of Grimwatch. This isn't the first time. I think now that I saw what happened firsthand in a very competitive setting, my eyes have opened up a little bit, but I, I really don't feel like I'm flipping the switch here. Like I think Grimwatch are broken. And I think they need to be rectified. Uh, otherwise, they're going to hurt the health of the game because this is the longest period we've ever seen where one warband has dominated for so long. I don't think any warband has won three Grand Clashes in a row. Um, so it is concerning. So. It's concerning to me. Um, and I think I think Hrothgorns aren't going to be the meta saver that everyone thinks they might be. <laughs> um, I think Wormspat are good. I don't think they're as bad as everyone thinks they are, but I don't think any of them stack up to Grimwatch, and that's the problem. Because Thorns got weaker, Grimwatch didn't. Yeah. And we saw what happened, right? What do you think? Um, so I agree. It's interesting. Um, I still think that Thorns are better from a consistency perspective. Um, I think that... Like, if you're going to play 100 games with a Warband and you want to win the most of them, and maybe if you want to win the most of them in a row, uh, I think 
Thorns are better, you know. Um, but I think that Grimwatch have maybe they have higher highs and uh, than they, than Thorns do because when they go off and they work and they roll well and their cards come out in the right order, there's almost nothing you can do to stop them. When they get temporary victory and in the name of the king at the same time, it's pretty ridiculous. Shifting Madness is pretty ridiculous most of the time. Um, the fact that you can just be on the objective and then draw into the card and score it later, it's just too good. Like, you're not really doing anything. And then all your end phase cards are just for either scoring glory or holding objectives that you were holding because you needed them for the surges. Right. Um, and then all of your charges, if you have the push cards for it or the objective manipulation, your charges can be on objectives. And then you can get kills and score those cards at the same time. So it's almost like in the hands of a top-level player, um, once you know what your ploys are and once you know what your objectives are, in a lot of ways, if you know what the right decisions to make are, it's very clear what you're supposed to do, and it kind of plays itself, is, has been my experience. Yeah, um, I was actually trying to avoid that phrase because I, <laughs> I didn't want to be rude, but... Now well, that you've said it, like Grimwatch, everyone. <laughs> I mean, it says everyone says it online, right? They play themselves. And I, I, I think that. I mean, I think that there's a few, you know, obviously important things, uh, you know, that are a part of that. I think that you have to be a really good player. Um, I think that if I think you have to be able to look at the board state and know what those decisions are. Um, but I feel like it's a little bit easier for Grimwatch because of how powerful. Um, they are and how what they're how the way that all of their cards can stack together um, right like if if you look at most of the surges that they take if if theoretically you could have three of them or i mean six of them in your hand at one time you could score them all in one activation um or because all you'd have to do is use one push card to get on two objectives and then you'd charge you'd get uh, gathered momentum you'd get calculated risk you get in the name of the king, temporary swift victory, swift capture, shifting madness. Yeah, it's dumb. And that's all of them. <laughs> yeah, you can literally score every single surge in that deck in theory in one activation. Right. If you were allowed to draw into, you know, more, which yeah. you're not allowed to anymore, but you actually were allowed to do that in the middle of the night ball. <laughs> yeah. Well, hypothetically speaking, if you had all six in your hand, you could do it in one activation. Right. And then, and then probably those three would set up uh, all of your end phase as well. Because um, you'd probably get great gains or a combination strike. You'd probably mm -hmm. get supremacy. You'd probably get, you know, fired up, like like whatever easy cards they're taking, solid gains, uh, opening gambit. So yeah. when when your whole deck doesn't, when it doesn't really matter what you do, as long as you're getting through those cards, it's a little bit, it, it, it I mean, you know, as a as a competitive tactical player, um, I, I'm just not sure if it's good for the game because uh like it doesn't really matter what the other person does as long as they don't hit you so hard that you don't have any tools left and uh you know i mean like every now and then you know you'll just go in and you'll kill four grimwatch on the first turn and the game might be over because of that but or if you nuke the duke you know right away nuke the duke but you know it's, it's just not really that likely and i think we've seen at you know multiple competitive events in the skirmish formats, um, they've done well, probably because even though they're a lot, they can drop a game here or there, they're not very likely to. And when they do win, they usually win by a lot of glory, so they're good in the skirmish. And then in the grand clashes, 
Um, they actually, they're usually they've they've lost a game here and there. Um, in the previous Grand Clash in the UK, um, none of them went undefeated, but they had great tiebreakers. And then, you know, one of them was able to win uh, each time. First it was Michael Carlin, and then it was Sandro uh, at the most recent one. And you know, a lot of that is just oh, the you know the combo comes out, and uh, they're able to get do what they need to do. Um, and I mean, you know, that exists otherwise for you know other other war bands, but not to the same extent um, that it does Grimmauch. And so to me, it's just not very it's not very satisfying to play against. Um, I you know I played them at this event. Um, partially because I wanted to sort of understand um, what I thought the issue was <laughs> and I want to understand the war band better because I don't think it's going anywhere. Right. Um, so let me ask you a couple questions, but um, just really quickly. Sure. Yeah, just, just with quick answers. Uh, who has a better matchup into curse breakers, grim watcher thorns? Um, I think it's close. I think maybe, uh, probably grim watch. Okay. Who has a better matchup into ribbons? Grim Watcher or Thorns? I think Thorns do. Probably because okay. of in a big in a big way, probably Madden and Catacle. Okay. Uh who has a better matchup into Molog? Probably Thorns again. And who has a better matchup into uh, I'm trying to think of the other meta. Uh Profiteers. <laughs> Profiteers. Uh I would say probably Thorns again, yeah. Do you really Cackle, think? Do you really Cackle's... think Thorns is favored into Profiteers and Rebas? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Why? Because of because of one card, Madden and Cackle. Um, a lot of it is definitely Madden and Cackle, yeah. Um, but just just because of one power card that you might not draw. Well, so it's hard to say with Molog because I don't think that he's that relevant right now. Sure, but what about what about what about Rippas and 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 uh? Uh, for Rippas, because the uh, I don't I think Rippas are pretty good at stopping the Inspire. Um, I don't think Grimwatch are as good at the uh, diagonal board as the Thorns are because they don't have sudden appearance. They have to wait for Ghouls to die and then come they in. They take shifting them. reflection. Uh, yeah, you could, but you have to get a you'd have to get a Rippa on an objective. Or you can take double time or spectral wings. Right, right, and I do think you probably. Pick one of those to take, um, but it's—I it, mean—it just means it's harder. And um, I think generally the Grimwatch tend to be easier to kill. So well, I mean, uninspired, they have the exact same defense characteristic as the Thorns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the Queen gets—I uh, think—a little scarier. Sure. But I mean, um, I, I think it's close. I mean, it'd be interesting to—I mean, I guess I can look at the data from the previous event. I just think. And, I guess my point, the point I'm trying to make is that um, I think two things. Number one, I don't think you can fairly say that if you want to get the most consistent wins in a row, that it's going to be Thorns over Grimwatch. Because Mm -hmm. you also said that you can just win 25% of your games by Grimwatch by just rolling well or drawing well. (laughs) Um, And you can't do that with Thorns. Um, I think Thorns are more of a cerebral deck. I think it's harder to play Thorns than Grimwatch. Uh, and the reason Thorns have done really well in events is because uh, even if you take away from LVO and you look at uh, Warhammer World, mm-hmm. every single Thorns player it, it was like that did well was piloted by a good player that's known 
that's known to be good. Um, and Thorns also did a lot better than Grimwatch did on that first day at the UK event. Yes. And they they I did think, consistently better. There were, you know, a number of undefeated Thorns. I think it was four. And then I think 25% of the... Yeah, I think yeah, I think 25% of the uh, Thorns went undefeated in the first day, which is a lot. They had right. a 70-something percent win rate. Um, I mean, it's, it's really hard to quibble between the two because they're both so head and shoulders above everybody else right now. Yeah, I uh, just don't think you can fairly say that Thorns are objectively better than Grimwatch. Because I, I don't think that's the case. Because the things that we say about Grimwatch, we can't say about Thorns. You cannot just draw into three cards and win the game. You can't yeah, do that with true. Thorns. That's true. You know, yeah. so. I, I mean, I, well, it may not be true. I mean, I think I think that a lot of the time if you get temporary victory and you have three objectives with Thorns, like, you're off to a hell of a start. <laughs> I think you can say that with any Warband, oh. though. I think if you have any Warband that's running yeah. temporary victory and you have three objectives, you're off to a hell of a start. Sure, yeah. You know, like Profiteer is a temporary victory and three objectives. Great start. Skaven, great start. Wild Hunt, even, great start. Uh, yeah, Grimwatch I mean, have In the Name of the King and Shifting Madness. That's broken start. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the difference is that they have to use a lot more push cards and stuff to get it. But um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I guess, like, I mean, I agree. I think we're, I think it's just we're quibbling over the, you know, very specific details. So. Right. I just, yeah, I just, I guess I just didn't agree. And I was just trying to understand your opinion and then perhaps maybe uh, convince to, you of mine. To me, I guess, I think that the problem with – I think there's a few different problems. I think Thorns are too, way too good right now. Um, but they're not way too good in a problematic or a not fun way. Um, I think Grimwatch are maybe as good or slightly worse. But I think that they are – I think the reasons why they are good are uh, annoying at best. Mm-hmm. And potentially, like, not good for the game, if that makes sense. Because right. I just don't feel like it's... I don't, there's not really that much counterplay to it, because it's like a push contest. Like, do I have more pushes than you? Yeah. And, and if I don't, then they probably just win. <laughs> yeah, I guess the point um, that I would make that but, makes the difference between the two is if you give a new player a Grimwatch deck and you give a new player a Thorn deck, which deck are they more likely to win with? The uh, Grimwatch deck. Yeah, maybe once. I mean, once they understand how it works, yeah. Yeah, I mean, which which isn't hard, right? Like I have not that hard. Yeah. There are people on Facebook and in Discord and even some of our friends who tell us that, or at least tell me that. Um, and honestly, know, like, I think new... one of the. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was gonna say honestly, I think one of the reasons the thorns are so good is because I think they are pretty good at fighting Grimwatch. Yeah. So. I I don't think you'd see as many thorns if Grimwatch weren't that good, which is it might be a matter of. But even if you, even if that wasn't relevant, I think that I could. Me, my girlfriend, smart girl, um, <laughs> she doesn't play Underworlds. Sure. But I can teach her how to push stuff, and move stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and like, read cards, um, and then do what the cards tell me to do. And versus, like with the thorns, like you're planning for like two turns ahead, and you're yeah. Like, yeah. I had a migraine, like, halfway through the Grand Clash. <laughs> yeah. And it got progressively worse all day because, like, every decision I had to make, I had to think about it. Um, like, that's why Dean always, every time I see Dean at an event, he has a migraine. And I used to think, <laughs> maybe this guy just gets migraines. And then I played Thorns, and I was like, crap, I have a migraine. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe we we answered Coach's question. Yeah, yeah. 
I just was really curious as to what your reasonings were, because you really yeah. seem to think I, Thorns are much better than Grimwatch, and personally, I don't think that's the case. But we can agree to disagree. Yeah, I think I'm talking about at the highest level. I think that Thorns should be winning more, but I mean, obviously, the proof is kind of on your side because Grimwatch have continually won. Yeah. Um, and they've beaten uh, Thorns in high-level events as well. Like Sandro beat Thorns on day two. Uh, yeah. Carlin beat Thorns in a final, and then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in LVO, I lost. Uh, Grimwatch won, yeah. beat Thorns in the final. So, um, yeah, they did. They kind of debunks that theory, I think. But maybe there were yeah. factors that we can't control. I don't know. But yeah, so this next question true. is for you. Okay. It's, it's by Chris Spark, who is a avid Team Jonathan uh, <laughs> individual. I think he was the guy who actually commented, like, I'm still Team Jonathan. Um, very, very so rude, do you think that worm spat <laughs> or, <laughs> do you think that worm spat can be effective in glory denial and increasing glory costs to be a good warband skill ceiling must be high to know all the common cards played by a warband and overall glory totals being so high yeah I think so um, uh, I, I definitely do need more experience with this um, uh, we were we're both fortunate enough to be on the list of uh, the early previewers for mm-hmm. the the new stuff. Yeah, congrats uh, so. for getting on that list. Thank you. Yeah, it was, uh, I'm sure, largely due to your recommendation. So thank you. But Oh, no. um, we're very... <laughs> now, now it sounds like I was fishing for that compliment. I wasn't. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, um, but no, we're very, very grateful because... for uh, the Games, Games Workshop for that. And... Uh, but I, so I've been playing them for a couple days. I played maybe five, six games with them. And it's very interesting because they are tricky. And I think Chris is right that glory denial is absolutely key. Um, if this is what control looks like in Beast Grave, then I think it's more about glory denial than it is anything else. Um, the weird thing about them is I have a really hard time getting a deck with more than about 14 glory in it. But the nice thing about them is it's extremely difficult to kill any of those fighters. <laughs> if if you can get inspired on the first turn, you might not lose anybody. And if you do, it might just be the leader because she only has one defense dice. So eventually she'll go down. Um, but then maybe you have Crown of Avarice on her. <laughs> so like it's, it's really, really interesting. Um, I've also been running the new objective destruction card, um, Leave Nothing to Chance. Um, you have to be standing on it, and then you can remove the objective. Um, so you can do cool stuff like Bold Conquest and then remove the one you were just standing on and score Scorched Earth. And then I'm also taking Unmaking. Nice. So I'm hoping that in the Thorns or the Grimwatch matchup, um, you're able to destroy the objectives that they're trying to get, and then that will reduce their ability to score all that crazy glory. Um you know, if you can stop a in the name of the king or temporary victory, or at least maybe stop their end phase stuff, you're stopping supremacy, something like that. Um, and then also, once these guys inspire, they're kind of monsters in combat. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the right push cards, and uh, this is, I think we're going to have a question about this later, but we have double distraction now, which is massive. It's, um, it's wild. Yeah. And. So I, I I don't think they're top tier right now because I think Thorns and Grimwatch are still uh, kind of head and shoulders above the rest. 
The mm-hmm. cool thing is I don't think they got much better in this right. update. Um, they did get Cryptic Companion, which I don't think you can ignore. Busted. <laughs> but uh, the thing is that's probably two more glory. Like let's just say on average you get two glory from Cryptic Companion. Um, but you also have to be on that objective. So I've had one game where you know Cryptic Companion goes down and uh, you know I ended up distracting it off. And then maybe they don't have a push to get it back on. Maybe they don't, uh, you know, maybe they don't have the activation left to get it back on. Maybe I block that objective. Maybe I destroy that objective. So, I mean, there's some counterplay there. It's obviously a great card, but they didn't get a ton else. Um, Maybe Buried Instinct, the reaction that puts you on guard. Um, But that means that's another push they're not taking. So, right. Like I feel like at this point, like honestly, before this update, objectives are so good already that everything at this point is going to be side grades unless something comes out that's so powerful and so immensely, like obviously good, uh, that it replaces, you know, something. But um, like it's hard to get much better than <laughs> objectives are already. Right. So uh, having another distraction helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps mess up the end phase stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's actually. The funny thing is I think it helps Grimwatch score temporary victory and stuff, but it definitely hurts the supremacy, the dug-in, and all that. So Thorns might actually get a lot worse because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be harder to get even, like, Path to Victory. Because right. uh, if I take Mischievous Spirits, Double Distraction, and Restless Prize, I might be able to stop all your end phase. <laughs> right. You know? um, and I think you might do that with Nurgle, or at least take uh, at least two distractions mischievous spirits and two ways to destroy objectives that kind of thing so i'm I'm gonna have a lot of fun with them i need to play them more but maybe we'll talk about it more in the future yeah absolutely i think that was a very comprehensive answer i cannot (laughs) add to that let's move on uh have aggro decks gained enough in the latest round of cards to help them compete better with objective holding warbands and this is why mc rat um short answer no (laughs) Again, <laughs> um, you know, Jonathan, you actually answered this question to a degree, and you kind of said side grades, which I think is, is quite adequate. I think aggro decks get better. I think Rippas have some great tools in the new, in the new uh, set of cards. I think Wild Hunt gain a lot from that as well. But um, as you mentioned, Grimwatch and Thorns are head and shoulders above the rest, and I think Grimwatch are still going to be top dogs. I don't think Man Trappers or Wormspat are going to stop them. You do think Cursebreaker's got a lot better, though, right? Oh, absolutely. Double Dragon. I, call it, I don't know why I keep saying <laughs> Double Dragon, but it's Double Storm Sire. Uh, it all works around Jared's Spirited Sphere. Uh, so you stick it on Amos or Erastus. You put on Arcane Savant. So then they are now uh, level two wizards, throwing two, two focus with Ensnare at range three. Um, and then it's only doing one damage, but then you can get Lightning Whip. Uh, or you can get Tempest Might, which is a universal card, and then you're just swinging for two damage. You can even get Glory Seeker on as well if your opponent is uh, high health models, and yeah. uh, you can have two Storm Sires. So at worst, it's a backup plan. At best, it's a awesome <laughs> way of uh, just mowing your opponent down. Yeah, and even though like that's a lot of upgrades at once, all those upgrades are good like by themselves too. So. It, it makes sense. Um, cool, cool. 
Um, who who would have thought that we would be excited to see Curse Breakers? <laughs> like, <laughs> be strong. They're they're the they're not the hero we want, but they're the the hero we need. <laughs> exactly, the hero we need. <laughs> um. So next question. Uh, Malog was unfun to a lot of new and older players. What do you think of Hrothgorn in terms of a very hard to kill and can kill your whole warband archetype? And this is by Kalareth. Yeah. Um, so it's it's interesting. He has one less health than Malog does, which I think is important. Um, I think he can die early. Um, I don't think he's as bad as Malog. He has to charge. Um, and he can only charge once, but I think I think that what we'll end up seeing is we'll see a lot of decks with a lot of push cards that push him in the middle of your warband, and then once he inspires, which I think is a pretty big goal of his, because he needs that defense dice and he needs the accuracy, but mostly he needs that defense dice. Um, once he inspires, it gets he gets really scary because as he gets glory, he. Uh, there's a few cards. He comes with a card that lets him reroll an attack dice, mm-hmm. which is really, really strong on a three dice attack. Like Malog all over again. It is, although it's it's almost balanced by the fact that he either has to you know move and then can only shoot people unless he has the card that lets him remove the move token. Um, or unless he has, he has to... the card that can remove. The move. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Or he has to push and then you know keep shooting. Um, but I think that's at least one viable build is you just try to make sure he can keep shooting. Um, but then he can stack rerolls cause there's a hunter card, um, that will allow you to reroll if you're attacking a quarry and everybody's a quarry to our <laughs> Cause yeah. that's, cause that's the thing. Yeah. It's silly. He also yeah. has like a infaction sudden growth. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. It's pretty silly. Um, you can get him up to like eight wounds, and then he all. I think bigger than their the sudden growth is the uh, toughened hide, which reduces all damage by one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've I've found in the two or three games that I've played with him so far, once he gets that, you have to stop targeting him because you're just not gonna kill him. Right. Unless you've already done like four damage to him. Well, you Michael just... Carlin was like, I can't wait to get him to ten wounds. I was like, you're a sadist. <laughs> so. <laughs> He, uh, Michael Carlin loves the big boys in the game, and so, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he got him up to 10 wounds, so. Yeah, um, I mean, it's definitely possible to get him up to 8 to 10 wounds, reducing damage, rolling three dice, re-rolling two of them. Um, it's silly. And it's a little terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But hey, we are at two hours and 10 minutes now, so let's keep moving. Kalerith is the next question. Uh, he asked about Nightmare in the Shadows and was another dis- distraction needed. I think Jonathan and I answered that question. If you want another <laughs> answer, the answer is no, it was not needed at all. And I don't know why it exists, but hey, two distractions. <laughs> very powerful. Let's move on. Fish yep. in a bucket. With the addition of more combo cards, are you worried about them becoming a power issue or do you think they will bring more to the game without breaking it? I'd like to keep our answers quick on this one. Uh, so my quick answer is no. What about you, Jonathan? Um, I don't think that it's broken, although I am excited to use it in Skaven because the synergy with the Black Hunger upgrade is ridiculous. But I'll let you think about that <laughs> yourselves. <Oof. laughs> okay. Yeah. Kevin B. 
with the Nurgle playstyle of bullying midline objective tokens and not having lots of great infaction objectives, do you think any of the unused Stormcast warbands could replicate this? I.e. Farstraders also playing extra supremacy and shooting enemies three spaces away off tokens. Before we answer this question, I just want to point out that I think it's very interesting that the community is already assuming how Nurgle works without the warband even releasing. Um, so, yeah. you know, like, with the Nurgle playstyle of bullying midline objective tokens, I mean, I guess you could surmise that, but, like, how? I think that was probably my first... I mean, that's, that's sort of what I'm doing, yeah. Yeah, I guess, they, they, I guess well, you they have can the double models, up right? on, so you're playing it. Yeah, they can double up on Steadfast Defender, um, and they're actually really hard to shift. And then you can take Buried Instinct to go on guard and then almost definitely score it. Um, so I think that is a strategy that you can do. Right. And and at this point, I don't think you can sit in the back anymore and just hope to beat an objective warband. I think no. I think you have to go in and just mess their stuff up. So I, I think that's probably what uh, Kevin's referring to. Yeah. Okay. No, I just I wasn't and I wasn't trying to be yeah yeah you know, accusatory or anything. I just thought it was really interesting that some of, some of the community members have already formed opinions on a warband that hasn't even released yet. Uh, yeah, I mean we've identified we, their playstyles. Right. In such right. a definitive manner, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I think I think we'll find out how people end up running them. I think that's one of the cooler things about this release is that I'm not really sure what you're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, me neither. Um, last question. Gerard the Professor. Um, classic Gerard question. How is your Hatometer looking like these days? Mine still has ghouls and thorns at the very top. Dot, dot, dot dot jonathan uh yeah i mean i think we've kind of talked about this um it's Have not we? that i really <laughs> it's not that i hate either of those warbands per se i just don't i'm not i'm never gonna like it when any warband feels like the obvious choice um and then i am obviously not a fan of the way that all the surges work for grimwatch like it's i just it, it's not what i love about this game so i, I think they're a cool warband I just don't like how they work that way. So Yeah. I think yeah. it's very clear what my thoughts are on the Grimwatch. <laughs> um Sure. But uh in short, you know, Grimwatch I, bad. And I don't think we really answered Kevin's question. Do we think any of the other Stormcast warbands can replicate this? Oh that's right. Uh maybe Condemners is are very similar. You Endeavors? really like those guys. Uh I want to like them. I don't, I haven't really, uh, they might be better now that they can take, what, four distractions? <laughs> oh, God. I think you get me started on Lady Heroes and how many distractions yeah. they can take. Yeah, I think the Lady Heroes have four and Condemners have at least three. <laughs> so, maybe. Um, yeah. I think there's a little bit of, uh, and this is what I think Nurgle actually does really well. Um, I think having three fighters is kind of risky right now because you will lose them. Um, there's a lot of damage in the game right now, and uh, a lot of it's in the Thorns and uh, Grimwatch decks. So yeah, well, also like Collapse is crazy. So yeah, yeah, collapse, there's a lot yeah. of good ping damage coming out as well. So I think uh, and Distraction is a ping damage a lot of the time with all the lethals around. Yeah, if you place a Distraction or a Lethal Hex properly, it can mm-hmm. you can get a lot of value out of it. Yeah, you really can. So well, cool. Yeah, you want to go ahead and do the honors? Yeah. Um, 
All right, everyone, that's it for this episode. If you have any feedback, questions, or comments, let us know on Facebook at Path to Glory Podcast. You can also join our Discord and uh, give us feedback there. We love questions. That's where we get all the questions for these episodes, and uh, we'd love to see you there. Um, you can also follow us on Podbean, and that's where we keep all the show notes, and you can rate us on iTunes. Five stars is what we want. I don't really know why, but that's what we want. So thank you for listening, and we wish you the best of luck on your path to glory. Hiya! Nice. <laughs> and that, everyone, is the sound of four crispy rolls. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs>